Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Do we not agree? Sustained effort and violence. It could be a total goat rodeo. Cool, neat story. Was that supposed to be funny? This is why nobody else can get on the sug boat. You know what? We couldn't get on the sug boat. It's a test. What's the point of kissing his ass if we can't get on the sug boat? It's a test. Y'all are haters and non-believers. Sug, sug. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty, happy Friday to you. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday. Clip Brock here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 125930. Also online, PR927FM.com. And you can watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. I'll be monitoring both of those streams and we'll get to your questions, comments, concerns, and otherwise. Um, so you can chime in there if you'd like to be a part of today's program shirley Rhodes, cj schaefer and studio b troy d to my left chandler honeycutt also here at the big table we'll talk to brian north coming up later on this hour get you ready for your sports weekend tony dunn will join us at four o'clock carolinacatchronicles.com we will see what's going on in panther land and get you ready for the afc and nfc championship games coming up this sunday which you can hear right here on pirate radio at five o'clock we'll talk to the voice of Minji's Coliseum and Dottie Ficklin Stadium, Morgan Aylers. And later on in the 5 o'clock hour, we'll see what's going on in the world of golf with Mark Greenhelge, Golf Shop Radio Show. He'll join us coming up later on in the program. Steve Hill chimes in with a clipper. clipper! And also, um, first I'll welcome in our guest. We have a, a Troy D comment already as well. Troy, welcome to the show. Hey, Clip. Good to see you. Must be something going on for you to be here on a Friday. Say, um, we'll get to that in a moment. It was an emergency situation that uh, calls for official response. Okay. We'll get your official response on a situation coming up in a very, moment. Very, very disturbing development situation. All right. Chan Man is here. Hello, Chandler. Good to see you, Clip. Good uh, to be seen. How are you today? Good. Uh, Panthers have a offensive coordinator and Ben McAdoo. They just got a new special teams coordinator, so I'm doing pretty good. All right. <laughs> they filled those positions. Yeah. So you feel good about that. Lucky you. Good to hear. All right. Uh, it is Free Beer Friday. Coming up in Hour 3, we'll make you a winner. Free Beer Friday brought to you by Bud Light. We are giving away uh, some some cool stuff today. How about some Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda? We got the variety pack for you. Uh, so that could be yours along with... A large two-topping pizza at Domino's. We're also giving away uh, a Pirate Radio prize pack on Twitter, so you can check that out as well. So we are the station for winners, and we'll have a winner coming up in hour number three. All right, let's uh, let's get to the rundown. Oh, by the way, the comment about Troy was from Robert. He says, I don't know if Troy's mentioned this or not, but this month has flown by. I think you did yesterday. I did. It has flown by. It's not over yet, though. You got to. Hey, it ain't over. What do you think about a Monday as the last day of the month? 
you kind of think of Monday should be the first day of February. But True. It's actually the last day of January, so it's going to kind of put next week in a weird situation. <laughs> I mean, um, actually, I might have to take off work. I, I don't know if I can handle it. No, no. Never mind. What were you going to say, Shirley? Shirley was nothing. Gonna, she was ready. she was going to well actually. She was going to well actually. The first day of the of the month is Sunday. <laughs> this is Mr. Calendar. You're talking. I know. Why are you questioning Troy on the calendar? Because that I is, like to question Troy about everything. That is well, his specialty. <laughs> actually, it's a good thing you call yourself, or we'd be making fun of you. <laughs> I just wanted to kind of slide my voice in there for you know the rundown because I never get show. to talk in the rundown, so well, I just hey, kind of slide in there anytime. I just kind of Shirley Rhodes is here, by the way. Robert also mentions the days are getting longer. What do you want to just hear Troy's greatest hits? Robert, they are, and I noticed that. And that's it's great that now it used to get dark at five. Now it's not getting dark until around six. Mm-hmm. And then once the time changes in just a little bit over a month or so, uh, then it'll be seven o'clock. And then it'll be getting later and later up until my favorite time, the summertime, where it stays light till about nine. We are not here to talk about time. We have other pressing issues to get to, <sighs> including Scotty Montgomery. Former ECU head football coach back in the news. Now there's a story about him being a candidate to be the Chicago Bears offensive coordinator. All right. As Michael Scott would say, how the my how the turntables. Yes. Is that what he said? That is what he said. Uh yes. I laughed my you know what off when I saw that Scotty Montgomery was gonna be I can't. It was he being interviewed for the Carolina Panthers job for offensive coordinator. I thought it was hilarious. I shared my thoughts with you about it being hilarious. Yep. I know you were concerned, as most of Panther Nation was. Ha 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 ha. I was ha 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 ha. Concerned and scared. Yes. And now I know what they mean by karma because now I am concerned and scared. And you, my friend, are the one laughing. <laughs> this was so disturbing to me, guys. I woke up this morning. <laughs> And as I do, I, I like to check. We have a great team with Pirate Radio behind the team that is social media. A lot of folks think, you know, anything that gets posted, it's just like they think I posted or what. We have a lot of people that are a that part of Pirate Radio. That is definitely not the case. Correct. But I, so I'll get comments like, this was tough to post. I'm like, no, this was tough to read. <laughs> this was tough for Troy to hit send on. So anyway, I read our post, and a lot of times I get informed by going to Pirate Radio social media, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's a great way to keep up what's going on uh, in the Pirate Nation and in the world, really, for the sports world. And it was posted, oh, let me see, six hours ago. Hot read. Hot read. Hot read. Is former ECU coach Scotty Montgomery a candidate for the Bears' new offensive coordinator position? Quote, Montgomery has a wide-ranging coaching history at pro and college levels, and then it's and then it's a link to the article. By the way, my, that quote is a fact. He my, does have wide-ranging coaching. My history. blood pressure spiked so much after reading that. I never even clicked the link. I couldn't even go to the story clip. True story. Couldn't even read the article, and I don't know whether I was being punked or not. You guys could have made this up for all I know. That's all I saw, and I lost it. That's how I felt last week. I could not believe that uh, the Bears, which out of all the teams in the NFL, need an offensive coordinator that is truly exceptional, elite, to develop Justin Fields to his capability, would pick a guy that just ruins quarterbacks, that does a terrible job of evaluating quarterbacks. Probably the worst hire you could find. He's already ruined my college program one time. Do I need him to ruin my pro program? Next! 
right, violence. So. <laughs> I, 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 I can't. Ta- I can't take it. I can't take another round of Scotty Montgomery. I don't have anything against him. I don't hate him. I, I just don't want him in my life. I don't want him in my team's life. Like, just it don't. Like you hate him. Don't be a part of my of my teams anymore. Like, I just don't. I don't wish him ill will. I just don't want to be involved with him anymore. I feel like have we not learned our lesson? I feel like I got to go to Chicago and warn these people. Clip. You like, should I, send a I strongly to, worded email. I need to sound the alert, the warning I, bells. I mean, what are they doing? I feel like he is trying to get back at us. I feel like he has a list of everybody at Pirate Radio. <laughs> oh, I'm the, on the list. I was, got on, a hit I, list. I was, oh, I was the on the first. I was. The I first made one. the list. I was the first one on the list. He marked me off. He said, ah, Troy Dreyfus, the Chicago Bears, they have an opening. Um, well, what worries it. me is the coach they just hired, Matt Flufferfuss. Flufferfuss. <laughs> uh, Snuffleupagus. Came from the Colts. Yeah. Guess where Scotty Moe's at? Well, you're not, the well, Colts. I, was I brought this up this. yesterday as a joke. I, I was going to say this. The good thing for you, Troy, is that this is just an observation article. Like Nothing is set in stone. The bad news is is that the connection is there. Yeah. Eberflus, or Eberflus, however you want to say it, is coming from the Colts. He knows who Scotty Montgomery is, but there is another candidate on this list that could be coming from the Colts. Mike Grow, the wide receiver coach for uh, the Indianapolis Colts, who I think would obviously be a better suit. Any relation to Al Grow? I know we went through that last week because he was also a part of the offensive coordinator search for the Carolina Panthers. Um, but you also have some more. You know who the great coach would be for this job? Jason Garrett, who okay. I see this right here. Well, how about a guy that needs a second chance that has coached Jason uh, Justin Fields to his potential before that currently available? I said this a couple weeks ago. Too. Urban Meyer. Yeah. Urban Meyer's out there. So he was at a bar and a girl danced on his lap. Should this guy be put in purgatory forever? Or does he deserve another chance? Well, they all it's they it's also called they'll take anybody over Scotty Moe <laughs> is basically John, what you're saying. John Gruden. So he sent some uh, nasty emails and had some not nice things to say. Are we going to punish this guy forever? He would be a better decision than Scotty Montgomery. All right. So your list is Urban Meyer, John Gruden. Who else are you looking for? What Anybody but Montgomery is what I'm saying. All right. OJ? Actually, he would be a better option. He was found not guilty. <laughs> How long are you going to persecute the guy? <laughs> All right, he did his time for his other crime of the stealing his cards back, which were his cards, by the way. <laughs> he would be a better solution. Recently retired Ben Roethlisberger is going to be next on the list. <laughs> Great Troy. character. Yeah. Now is your chance. It worked for me. Now is your uh-huh. chance to guarantee... That Scotty Montgomery will not be the offensive coordinator for your Chicago Bears. Here's my question to you. You guaranteed it, but what was on the back end of that guarantee? What if they did hire him? What were you gonna do? You could have came up with anything. I know. I just I, I don't I think that's even worse karma. I think if I come on here and guarantee he's not gonna be It's gonna happen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee I'm not gonna guarantee because it's bad karma. Can't I mean, the, the we're first, in this situation because of karma. It's karma. Yeah, the first part of so karma. I'm not is gonna right make now. the karma worse. I'm not doubling down on that bad karma. I'm going to recognize and back off. You got to know when to fall. I know, you know what? I made too much fun of the Scotty Montgomery story with the Panthers. I laughed at that situation. I made fun. I let all my Panther fr- friends know about it. Yeah. And now it's come full. Now the chickens have come home to roost. They're roosting. 
in all seriousness so you made the bears made a defensive hire for head coach correct yes yes yeah it was the defensive knowledge a coordinator i mean this is almost more important than the head coaching job because you have a young quarterback that you're trying to mold i agree 100 percent. so that's why absolutely i said that a few times yesterday the oc job with the bears is more important than the head coach right now because they will have more say so on their or their success yeah and especially a defensive guy that may not be as involved in the offense he's going to be leaning on that offensive coordinator You've got to bring in a true expert. There's only 32 of these jobs in the country. That's only 32 I, offense coordinators. You got to tell me he's one of the top 32 guys in the country at that elite level? Come on. This guy fails upward. It's disgusting already. That's why I didn't hate Ben McAdoo because he's had experience mm-hmm. and he's basically running the offense while Rule runs the defense. Right. Right. And he just focuses right. on that. Yeah. Yeah. But I would like someone like that that has maybe head coach experience that has has developed quarterbacks before. Tell me, what quarterback has Scotty Montgomery developed? NFL quarterbacks Gardner Minshew, developed. He's run them off the team, and they've developed on their own. The guy that you liked a whole lot before you knew anything about him, Thomas, and you don't even know his name, Thomas Sirk. <laughs> Sirk. You were a big Sirk. He guy. was a jerk. I mean, you were a huge Sirk. He guy. didn't pan out. You liked all these guys at one point. No, I do. I still like Gordon Minshew. They're they're the ones that ran him out of the program. <laughs> uh, he developed Holden Aylers. I don't know about that. <laughs> you know what? Holden was originally hey, recruited you, by. Uh, he was Wilson recruited McNeil. by, but he was coached by. You know what? Or did I would or say did Tony Scotty Peterson. Hold Tony him back? Peterson? Yeah. Or did they? Or did they hinter his development? Hinter. Mm-hmm. I don't think they hinted it. That would be hinder. Hinder, hinder. I'm getting. I'm struggling with my T's and D's today. This week, <laughs> you are Troy. You are TD. How do you struggle with those letters? I don't know. I'm all worked up. I just can't think straight. Clip between I, the cold weather, this story. It's just a mess right now. It's a I'm mess. I'm dealing with a lot. It's an absolute mess. Well, I'll tell you what. Your list of candidates looks a lot better than ours did last week. Uh, even though. You know, Scotty Montgomery's on that list. A guy on your list who I liked in the search for the Carolina Panthers, Pep Hamilton. Yeah, they brought him in today actually for an interview. Oh, great! So, So actually, I'm praying that they go with someone like that. He's helped develop, um, you know, guys like Justin Herbert and other young quarterbacks in the league. I'm looking at his Wikipedia right now. Wikipedia. In 2007 to 2009, he was the quarterbacks coach for the Chicago Bears. So, yeah, maybe that's the guy that you can keep your eye on. Yeah, let's hope. Coach Mo. Here's the, here's the, you Chicama. haven't even got the dish, what did you, How do you pronounce it? Chicama. Oh, God. <laughs> you haven't even got to this. You haven't even extended an invitation to interview Scotty Montgomery yet. We did that twice. So is this just some dude writing an article? This uh, is an observation. Oh, yeah. Are you guys just gaslighting me? Is this not even a story? Knowing that I would read the headline and see it on our social media, and it's not even a real deal, knowing I want to click on it because I mean, I'd, it could I'd blow be a real. fuse. Did y'all get me on this? If you did, I'll admit it. You got me. It's called karma. Is this That's a real what we story, call it. though? Not, uh, you got me Does it way. matter if it's a real story? No, I'm hoping it's not. I have an alibi. I was asleep at 8.48 a.m. this morning. Click on the link. This it was not me made. either. What is Shaw Local? What is, like when you click it. This is, sounds like an Ellerby uh, Shaw Local, Local News, News Network. Network. I mean, what is that? Uh, it could be like Chandler News Network. 13, <laughs> 13 candidates news, for Bears offensive coordinator by Jonathan Ellerby. <laughs> <laughs> 
Just kidding. I, I knew I should have clicked the link. So this is just yeah. a long list. This is no, This is a nothing burger, as so I, I like to say. I might be getting all worked up over nothing. But the connection is there. That's kind of par I, for the I, course I, for you, though. I'd you let know? y'all do this again to me. Why do you keep saying y'all? Who the hell are you Yeah, because you're part of the pirate radio team that's behind now us. Now I'm on the team. <laughs> now I'm on now it's This is a fault. conspiracy just to get me worked a up on a... Conspiracy. Scotty Moe is one of 13 names on this list of nothing, Troy D. That includes Deuce Staley. He was a good running back. Joe Brady is a candidate in this list. David Cully, poor David Cully, <laughs> is a uh, candidate for this uh, Ken position. Dorsey, didn't he work with the Panthers? He did work with yeah. Cam Newton. He's now with uh, Buffalo up there. So hey, I, I did this with Chandler. I'll do it with Troy D. Would you rather have Jason Garrett or Scotty Montgomery? Jason Garrett. The Clapper. 100%. The Clapper, baby. I like Jason Garrett. I think he's a very likable guy. Clap it up. And if he's just running the offense, can he develop a quarterback? Well, if he's just he did pretty good with Tony Romo, pretty good. Nah, he'd be a good coordinator. I'd take him. I'd take him in a heartbeat. Did not do as well with Danny Dimes. I do want to get this in because we did it last week. Chicago, (laughs) you are the real deal. (laughs) Hey, he's gonna win the interview. He's going to woo him. Hey, no question about it. He's going to woo him. I don't want him to get an interview Yeah, because the guy it, it interviews incredible. Yeah. Maybe his best skill set. He, I would put him on my all-interview team. The guy does an amazing interview. No doubt about it. That's what worries me. It's everything after the interview. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll take I a guy that interview is terrible. I'll be praying for you for the next week or two. I'm happy you got your blood pressure up, but I don't think you need to worry about this. I'm worried. I am worried until they make this higher. I'm worried because of the Colts connection. I'm very concerned. All right. I haven't been this worried about a hire maybe ever. (laughs) Because this is like, I can't get away from this. If he brings him on board, how can I be excited about the Bears season? This is a lot of prayer, man. That's all I can can tell you. Your prayer warriors got to get behind you. I I just... I. This would be a nightmare. <laughs> nightmare. Well, I'm Sorry. definitely rooting for it to happen. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. Oh, I, everyone in this building is. The joke Just like right you were rooting for him to be hired by the Panthers. Hey, yes. Exactly. Was, yeah, exactly. Fair. I walked in. Chandler had the biggest smile on his face when I walked in. I mean, he could, I've never seen this kid grin so much. Oh, like, man. He just looked at me. He's like, he was just waiting for me to say something. And of course, I exploded. <laughs> oh, you can ask Shirley. This, you can this ask is the G rated version. Surely got a. You got the NC seventeen version earlier. I don't even think we would. We would have probably three seconds of audio. I would have given anything if I had known ahead of time that Troy was walking through the door. I would have gone ahead and started filming it because it was about five minutes of the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. He left like two times and had to keep coming back because he had another thought. I I seriously thought he was going to pass out from the lack of oxygen because his head was about to explode. It was like CJ said he would leave and he'd say, "Oh, and another thing." And it was the first time I talked about it. I had talked about it in the morning to anybody. Oh, you let it out. Yeah, so I, I think I had it like to had it built up. It was awesome. I, I again, I don't think you need to. I'm worried. See, this is you. This you're downplaying this. This yeah, is how you do it. There's nothing to you it. know. There's something to worry about. There's you're, nothing you're, to this. It's a guy. I could have wrote this. But, but we're also talking about a franchise. I can't let my guard down. All right. You're also talking about a franchise that had Andy Dalton and Mitch Trubisky and really bad uh, personnel decisions. That was Ryan Pace. Now they got Ryan Poles. It's a totally different guy. (laughs) Totally different guy. (laughs) 
completely different guy. Does the recycle thing that you were talking about last week still play into this? Go on. I'm saying like the re- I haven't heard you say anything about the recycle. Like, you think that this w- couldn't happen? I tried to say last week that it wasn't going to happen, but you're like, I, you don't, you must not know how this works. I don't know what you're talking about. The the recycling of coaches. Correct. Yeah. What about it? You were, what I was saying last week, like Troy is, he's scared that it's going to happen. You're trying to tell him that it's not going to happen. Yeah. Last week I said that it was. But the Panthers the had Panthers. interviewed him. That was a possibility. There's nothing here right now. I wouldn't be surprised if they interview Scotty Montgomery just so because of the if connection. that happens, your threat level goes from orange to red. Oh, I'm at red right now. It goes from then red it, to burgundy. Yeah, and then to maroon. Red. It goes from red to bubbling. Yeah. If that happens, then we got something to talk about. All right. So you're saying just take it easy until they actually interview him. Yeah. And if they do, I'll be the first one to text you and let you know. <laughs> <laughs> Our team, Troy, this is all we're doing now is following Scotty Montgomery news. Our team is Evidently, we, pu- we publish a lot of it online. <laughs> we, thought, we thought we were done with this guy, and this is two weeks in a row that there's a connection. I can't get away from this guy. Ellerby hired three new people <laughs> just to follow this story. This Scotty Montgomery beat. <laughs> oh, boy. Jeez. Oh, all right. You want to know, uh... We stick around the, for the rest of the segment. Yeah, we, we never got to the rundown. Well, that was that, that was, was the first the part. rundown. <laughs> <laughs> I feel run down. Yeah, after this rundown, running down a dream. Uh the Pirates were not good last night. Neither was Memphis. I, I was about to say it was a it was just Brick City last night in Memphis. Uh, ECU shot twenty six percent. I don't, I, you know, and, and we're in that ball game for most of the game. I, I know. I don't I know. know. They shoot so bad. I just don't understand it. These guys are D one athletes. I well, mean. This is all they do is play basketball. Like I don't understand if we go out as a rec team and shoot twenty six percent, we're just doing it on a weekend. I don't. Why are these guys shooting so bad? Well, they are being guarded, <laughs> but on the shots they aren't. Had a lot of in and out. I'm not trying to make excuses. There were a lot of close calls. Yeah, there were a lot of there in and out. There was that one play time. where they had three like they and they kept on getting the offensive rebound. Yeah, they kept rimming it out every it, time. It just yeah. kept making their shooting percentage worse. They get the and rebound it, and miss another shot. And it continued in the second half because I listened to Jeff and uh, Coach Perry in the second half, and it seemed like there was at least four or five different times where Jeff was saying in and out. Two threes in a row in particular that would have been big went in came out yeah. i don't know troy this is but that's kind of an excuse because this team is uh they were hanging in with them uh, for the first half just and in the second half like it kind of got away pretty quick because again memphis did not play well at all they yeah if i'm a memphis fan i'm totally frustrated with what yeah. they put out on the court. once they got the double digits last night unlike last the last couple weeks ago uh pirates were not able to get back once they got the double digits well it was 15 to five, it was double digits early and they came back yeah but then not uh, late Ugliest court in America? Yes or no? Yes. I think it. The, I think the problem is it's so faded, like the way they did it, where it looks like whitewashed almost. Where it's the it's something weird about it, and it makes it you feel like your TV's like off color. I got organs pulled up, Troy. <clears throat> is organs is pretty ugly. Yeah, I don't like organs at all. They've got some kind of force thing going. I'd say it's worse than Memphis. Oh, really? Yeah, I. I, that, that's very distracting organs at least memphis the thing there's no uh rhyme or reason for oregon at least memphis the color combos have a reason like the the three quill well, is print is, is uh you can easily see the three-point line because of the way the colors are that is that true. you can't see anything i will say i was going to kind of go the opposite direction to say at least oregon's court isn't blue like at least it's like 
some sort of brown or like in the i've always said we should go to a purple court which i've always said you're insane (laughs) well and maybe i am (laughs) wouldn't that be cool uh i just don't think a faded purple it it was also kind of an eyesore well because of the court but ecu being in their home whites and then memphis being in the black uniforms because it seems like almost every single road game this year for ecu they've been in the black uniforms the whole thing last night was off i don't know if either one of those teams were as interesting and the same guy the astronaut was doing the game again oh your guy that's right god what a clown yeah he was in case you missed it when ecu played houston which was what last weekend saturday uh they were dressed up as astronauts for the for the broadcast and they had nothing but you know houston puns yeah this time they were at the game so he didn't get to wear his astronaut right but they referenced it yeah yeah astronaut man was there you're right uh so yeah pirates lose they'll be back home coming up sunday against cincinnati uh taking on you know who their coach is troy d cincinnati yeah Oh, Cincinnati. First year head coach, Wes Miller. Oh. Formerly of UNCG. Yeah. Went to North Carolina. I heard uh, Tony Collins is going to be at that game. I heard you guaranteed that you and Tony would be there. Well, I didn't guarantee. I you said did. I'd take him. Did nope. I guarantee? Yep. Was that a guarantee? You did. And I thought about what? saying that you said it. We've got it on record. I guarantee I'll take Tony? Yes. Well, what if Tony decides not to come? That's, then you're, that's a busted guarantee. No. <laughs> I mean, I don't make no. the rules here. I guarantee I offer for Tony to go. If he doesn't show up, we'll hear what the tape says from yesterday. I don't think I said I guarantee Tony. I can't control what Tony does. I know, which was shocking. I can barely control what I do. All right, I'll 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 run the tape back and see what Uh, has this been edited. This is a deep fake, isn't it? No, think about what people can do with graphics. I know what we can do with audio. You can look at a live like the Facebook feed. I'm not going to touch it. You can check it out. Well, I plan to go with Tony actually Sunday. All right, let's. um, I promise. Let's get a break in, and we'll do Royal Rumble and see what's going on tonight later on. Do you have a Royal Rumble pick uh, before we go, Troy D? Did you guys say The Rock was making an appearance? No. He's like sixth highest odds to win. if you look at the odds, which a lot of times is a spoiler. Somebody knows the the writer who says who's going to win or whatever, but The Rock is like sixth, like CJ is said. He scheduled to appear? No. no he's not, not a word. Wild. But yeah. him being that high tells you... There's some rumblings. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, at the rumble. <laughs> it is the rumble after all. <laughs> uh, you going with the rock? No, I don't know. I've kind of haven't watched it in a while. I so I'm going to abstain from making a prediction. Troy's there. going with Lodi. <laughs> hey, Surprise <yeah>. entry. <laughs> what a return that would be if Lodi. I do. I am glad to see uh, Summer Ray making. That's right. Appearance. You can pick her to win the women's rumble. I there would love go. to. There's the pick. By the way, you can check out the Pirate Radio Wrestling Podcast with C.J. Schaefer and the big dog, Glenn Griffin. Special episode, appearance by Clip Rock. I am on the show, and uh, also special guest, Summer Ray, a.k.a. Daniel Monet, East Carolina alum, who will be in the Royal Rumble coming up on Saturday night. That is available for download right now. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you can hear it on SoundCloud. Uh, so great stuff. Make sure you check that out. It was good. I was uh, I was in the lab while y'all guys were recording it, so I got lab. a sneak preview. You were in the lab? I was in the lab listening. Lab. Uh-huh. In the uh, podcast lab. Getting some work in. <laughs> yeah. Good, good, I, good job, by the way. So that way I don't have to download it and listen to it now. I already heard it. You heard the, you were part of the live studio audience. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Very good. I was, uh, you know. Right. Now, listen, I'm not that into it right now, so if it can if it can keep my attention, that's good, right? 
for you diehard wrestling fans, it's great. I don't watch. I haven't watched it in forever, but I like the Rumble, so I was the novice. So for those folks out there like me, check it out. All right, let's take a timeout. Troy, we'll see you Monday. See you guys. All right. Hopefully, we'll have. No, better this is nothing. Better is news nothing. to report, and this is just a bad dream. Now, if something happens between now and Monday... We're going to have to go emergency uh, Twitter... What do we call it? Twitter space? Oh, no. That, that That's actually a good idea. I don't I don't know if I could handle that. Emergency Twitter spaces. <laughs> Scotty Montgomery news. I, I'll be in meltdown mode. Brian North joins us on the other side of this timeout. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard. Take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and cabins that can be rented with Wi-Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. And for more information, visit ncstateparks.gov. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Alrighty, Welcome back to this free beer Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We've got a Bud Light Seltzer hard soda variety pack for you. Looks like that comes with citrus, classic cola, orange orange and cherry so uh that variety pack can be yours if you are our lucky caller coming up in hour number three of today's program um surely was it um well when we have guests on sometimes i'll send you the number and but it was it brian north who you said you didn't need his because you knew it by heart yes that is by one of the very few right it is one of the i could probably count on one hand whose numbers i know by heart wow and north is one of them brian i don't know what you and shirley do uh away from the radio but uh that's gotta make you feel pretty good right you're on a shirley shortlist good and scared all at the same time (laughs) (laughs) good point Uh, we've been doing this a while we you know so i was thinking about it today when i was texting you that I remember sending you, it was either a phone call, maybe a text, maybe an email, but like Josh Spence, I want to say, did a show before I got here many, many, many moons ago uh, when I was doing a one-hour Thursday night show, the uh, locker room, and uh, either he or LRB was like, yeah, he would have Brian North on from Channel 2, and I knew who you were, Brian, from watching the news, but I didn't know you at all, and uh, I sent you that, hey, I'm Clip. Could you join me on the show? And since then, the one of the most uh, amazing relationships ever known to mankind was formed. Right? Yeah, we've uh, we've learned a lot from each other. We've grown. It's like we were we came out of the womb together at this point. We've been together so long. So, it's, uh... <laughs> if we're twins, I guess I'm Devito and you're Schwarzenegger. Is that how that works? Not at all. I was actually. Re- Did you ever hear read that story about the uh, the Siamese twins who moved to North Carolina? And they married separate women and had like 10 and 11 kids each with different wives. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. No. No, it's nuts. And there's like a roadside marker to celebrate their lives. But yeah, they lived in North Carolina. Wow. Had two houses a mile from each other. They spent three nights with one wife and the next three nights with the other. 
Yeah, and they pumped out 21 kids that way. And there's so many questions people have yeah. asked. But this is this is far beyond you and I's twinship. We, <laughs> no. I, like this. Yeah. It's, just, it's fascinating uh, sometimes what you see in North Carolina. That is a wild story. All right. Brian North uh, knows his North Carolina trivia, apparently. All right. North, uh, where to begin? Let's start, uh, well, we'll start with East Carolina basketball. I mentioned it in segment number one. Another poor shooting night from the pirates as uh they're they're back in the 20s again 24 percent last night 26 percent officially for east carolina from the floor and memphis was giving them chances uh they did not play very well either they turned the ball over 16 times as they tend to do and uh and east carolina couldn't take advantage of it last night you know here we go in, the, in this january thing again yeah um with ecu and and that is a non-conference record and you know, a couple of nice wins, and they had one of their – they always had a signature win every year, it seems like, right? A, a home win, and they had it early against Memphis, so maybe we thought they could get a few. And, and now kind of here we go with this normal January tough patch uh, that we see, and we'll see if Joe Dooley and company can get out of it. Shooting was certainly an area of issue last night. We know shooters and shooting teams tend to struggle at the end of January, beginning of February, when the season's kind of gotten long. The legs start to go a little bit. They haven't gotten that burst yet of uh, – of getting into March Madness. So this is when we see tend to see some of the worst shooting in college basketball at this time of year. Pirates will be back home uh, Sunday north against West Miller and the Cincinnati Bearcats will be coming back to the state of North Carolina. That's a Sunday nooner. And speaking of coaches is on the move, you know, you had uh, Cincinnati's coach who's like, his name is escaping me now, the UCLA. Yeah, you're See, we are twins. We got to that point in our lives. We just we see a face. We know a guy. We're just like, that guy. What's his name? Mick Cronin. Mick Cronin. Thank you, Chandler. That's why you're sitting here. Why could I not remember his name? So he moves on. He's a young guy. He can remember that stuff. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but but he moves on and is doing a good job at UCLA. Chris Mack had Xavier as a one seed in the tournament a few years ago. Uh, had a couple of NBA guys on that roster, so he split to Louisville. And man, if you could turn back time like Cher, he would do it all over again and not go to Louisville, or at least not have Dino Gaudio on his staff, I guess. Uh, because there are off the court issues, there were apparently on the court issues, and now currently he is not a coach there. And I'm sure we always see these guys, Tom heals all wounds and makes us forget about things. So he'll probably be back somewhere someday, Brian. But, man, that was a, a very quick fall from grace uh, for yeah. Chris Mack. Yeah, and I, the Louisville situation has been escalating. They had a player in a press conference one or two weeks ago sit there and say they have zero trust in their coaching staff. Yeah. So it, it, that's never good. When, you're, when that happens in the middle of the season, you've lost your locker room. Uh, Louisville felt like it needed to just cut bait then and, and go and find somebody else. It, look, it's a lifelong lesson, though. Sometimes the grass isn't always greener. You're at Xavier, things are good. I know the money might be better somewhere else, but sometimes it's a little bit more than money for – you should have been making pretty good money at Xavier where you can cement your legacy forever and, and, and keep winning if you want to. But some guys always want to go uh, want to go see someplace else to see what they can find and do and see if they can be successful. Now I get it. The Mark Few way is not for everybody, but he's done quite well at Gonzaga and still doing well. Uh, but Louisville has a history of this, Brian, with uh, – Petrino, Patino, Gaudio. They sound like a mob outfit. Um, they need to find some choir boys to to go clean up their stuff. Uh, I don't know who they hire next, but 
uh they have gone down the wrong path with these coaches here uh, of recent memory yeah well it's when you want to win and you have a history and the pressure's there and sometimes trying to clean things up uh can cause some issues and so um yeah i louisville's always been an interesting place they've always uh, wanted their athletics to do great and a lot of times they've had i feel like it was just six seven years ago maybe probably a little bit longer they were at the, the top of the food chain when it came to athletics the football team was top 25 baseball team basketball team they're all kind of right there in men's sports so uh but sometimes the, those things are made of straw and, and come tumbling down when the wind gets blowing at you so uh, i think that's kind of what's happening in louisville right now and they kind of lost their way with their foundations of the things they wanted to do and hired some coaches who may not have done it the right way or uh, tried to do things in shady ways and you know, this is uh, the result of it. Brian North joining us. Louisville will be in action coming up noon on Saturday, hosting Duke. Uh, North Carolina taking on NC State in Chapel Hill, 2 o'clock on Saturday. North Carolina facing NC State, or as Gary Hahn would call them, what would he call them, Chandler? North Carolina versus. State! State! Uh, are you familiar with Gary Hahn's calling of games, Brian, at all? I, I have, so I've been here 23 years, and you know, Back, in the, I'm still that guy who will listen to games on the radio, driving around, doing things. And so, uh, a lot of these area schools have had longtime radio guys who just recently stepped down. Yeah. Gary Hahn, I always thought was one of the best. I always thought Gary was um, NC State through and through. He wasn't that much of a homer. I always thought he ca- called the action clear. I could understand. Um, he loved State enough, but he was never an annoying homer sort of guy. So I always like listening. Chandler uh, has does a great Gary Hahn. Now we've done it off the air, and it kind of entertains me. I don't know how many. I don't know if it translates to radio, but you want to try it, Chandler? Let's get Tony on the sideline, Tony. It's pretty good. Let's get Tony Haynes on the sideline, Tony. Touchdown State! Touchdown State! (laughs) I mean, that's pretty damn spot on, people. I feel like Gary is right there. <laughs> if Gary ever has like a medical issue, and go in and no one would know the difference. So That's good stuff. Stun double. Uh, uh, he uh, will hopefully, for his sake, be calling a win tomorrow. They play North Carolina uh, in hoops. Brian, how about the uh, football weekend? Uh, and I, you know, you are a level-headed guy when it comes to sports. You don't get caught up in the moment uh, a lot, and because we say. This guy is the best player ever, the worst player ever. That was the best slash worst thing I've ever seen, all that. Last week was literally the best weekend of playoff football of all time. Yes or no? Yeah, I, w- <laughs> I don't know how else you can beat it. At least it would be 1A if you could find me another example. But I don't know how you can have four games to end in the last play of the game. Um, now, I wouldn't call them all great games. Uh, I would think they were great finishes, <clears throat> Right. Great finishes make great games, right? Right, correct. Uh, but that Chiefs-Bills game was a great game all the way through. And, look, if you like defense, the other ones were pretty good. They were all really competitive except for maybe the Chiefs Ram- or the uh, Bucks-Rams. Uh, the Bucks make the comeback there. I think a lot of people thought that was kind of over and then they had to come back. But, um, but no, it was uh, a very memorable weekend until until this weekend. You have two great finishes this weekend, and then no one's talking about last weekend. It's kind of the way that sports works. Hey, I'll take it if uh, they can be anywhere close. What do you think, Brian? Uh, offensive shootout coming up. It appears on paper anyway in Kansas City. Can Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and the young Bengals uh, put a scare into Kansas City, or will Brett Kennedy be smiling on Sunday night? No, we'll be putting up with Brett Kennedy in the Kansas City yeah. again. So, yeah, no, it, it's uh, 
look, offenses are great. It's going to come down to who can hold better on defense on the defensive side. I really don't trust that Bengals offensive line. I mean, they gave up all those sacks. Still were able to find a win, but I just think Kansas City will be able to get some pressure, enough pressure to create one or two turnovers. And once you get a, a two to three touchdown gap, I don't think Kansas City's offense will ever let up and let them back into the game. And Brian, on the NFC side, it would say like, all right, man, Rodgers Brady would be a, a great championship game, or you know, Dak Prescott is at his time with the Cowboys. I don't now these teams are good, but when I say Stafford Garoppolo, that does not sound like a championship matchup, but it is, uh, and uh, they're doing it different ways. Uh, L.A. kind of built a super team, and they are are great on offense with, with what Cooper Cup did this year. The 49ers won with special teams and defense last week and just basically going the high school route, Brian, and telling Debo Samuel, you're our best player. We're going to give you the ball 40 times and uh, hopefully get down the field and score enough. Their offense didn't score at all uh, last week, but they didn't need it. So uh, how about this matchup? Yeah, it's uh, look, I think L.A. on paper, even though they've lost six in a row to uh, the 49ers, it just looks on paper that they may be picking at the right time. Garoppolo... He's a Super Bowl quarterback. He's been to a Super Bowl, but you just don't trust him. There's always one or two plays a game he makes. You just don't trust the guy. So, um, yeah. Especially in that Super Bowl he played in. Like, he, he's kind of – and last week he threw a bad pick. You know, he, he tends to do that. Right. Um, right. So, but it's amazing to me they beat him six times in a row. I mean, it's almost like I've got to go back and review that because in your mind it just doesn't seem like that would be possible. But, look. Contavia Street, former J.H. Rose guy, and that defensive line for San Francisco is something else. And, and so, look, that whole defense. I didn't know Josh Norman was on that team. until so you saw him come in in a quick sub-relief, but that was a guy who used to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Now he's just kind of a scrub fill-in. But that tells you how good that defense is with a guy with that kind of name. You didn't even know it was on that team. So that's how good 49ers uh, defense is, and they're fun to watch. And so they'll give that L.A. offense everything they want. I just think L.A. is kind of peaking and clicking right at the right time. Brian North joining us, uh, and man, what a multitasker he is. I don't know what's going on around you right now, Brian, but I do hear uh, uh, at least one little North. Oh, Do you remember that time, uh, I think it was when Scotty Montgomery got fired, and I showed up and did my show live, uh, the 530 News Live, oh, yeah. doing radio. So I did radio and news live at the same time, and it was re- really difficult. I'm doing daddy daycare with two kids and trying to do live radio. Might be even more difficult than that one, so... <laughs> They sound uh, they sound pleasant though. I don't. I haven't heard any crying. That's a good thing. Now one, I got one inside with mom who's like not happy with me at all because she's ah. working. So one's inside. The other is now at that point where she recognizes that dad's on the phone and not paying attention to her. So uh, we are acting in a little bit, not skating around, hoping she's a fall and gets stitched. So. All right, it's always entertaining uh, what's going on around Brian North when he joins us here on the show. Brian, appreciate it, man. Enjoy your family and sports weekend, and uh, we'll talk again soon. All right, sounds good, Clippy. There he is, Brian North, WCTI 12, joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. We will take a timeout, wrap up the hour. We'll, uh, We'll get our Royal Rumble picks. Now, you don't watch Wrestling Chandler? I used to back I hadn't watched in a while. you can make a pick. It's fine. Surely hadn't watched since like the late 80s, early 90s. Can I get a list of... Uh, I want you to pick as if like it, it was your favorite time of wrestling. So Shirley might pick... Uh, I don't know. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. You I would pick Rey Mysterio. Shirley. Right, yeah. I would pick a guy in your era. Now, when I, when I oh, ended... Okay. 
watching wrestling, there was a tag team. I know it had Kofi Kingston in it, but they had a serial. The New Day. The New Day. They're New still Day. a thing. They're yeah. still a thing. That's about the time I quit watching it. Yeah. Right. They're still a thing, so you can pick one of them. Yeah. All right. So uh, we'll do. We'll talk Royal Rumble. Also, see what's going on tonight in the world of sports. Hornets in action tonight. Hornets. 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 On national TV against the Lakers. Uh, we'll discuss your sports calendar when we return after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Need some beer for the weekend? The Jarvis Street Bottle Shop near Christie's Europub is a specialty shop selling craft, domestic, and import brews, along with wine and growlers. The Bottle Shop offers monthly beer and wine tastings featuring rotating North Carolina craft breweries along with live music and discounts. Stop by Tuesday through Sunday or check out the Jarvis Street Bottle Shop on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Rock. All right, here on a free beer Friday, getting you ready for your sports weekend. Touchdown State! That was a really bad impersonation. Now, I, I, I just said that that might have been my best one. So now I don't know if you should t- try to top it. Yeah, it was really good. No, it was a really bad one. That was my bad yours impersonation. Was bad. Yes, his I, was good. No, his was good. What, what about yours? I'm not. Yeah, touchdown, Stank. I put a little in on Stank, my, Stank, Stank. <laughs> <laughs> There's no in in it. Tony Haynes, do your t- do your touchdown state again. Touchdown State! <laughs> really, I mean, again, like I told you uh, the other night, that because we've never brought this to air, like only four people would enjoy that. Yeah. I'll have to show it to my uncle, who is a state fan. I, it's a, like a split family. Of course, my side is uh, uh, ECU, and then the other half is uh, NC State. So um, I, I did grow up. Of course, I was jeff charles or die but i also would tune into gary hahn and those guys too jeff charles or die or die and should i even say that and then he called you he, a jabroni and then he called me a jabroni yeah you and jeff got beef nah man me, we're bros okay we're jabros <laughs> good to hear all right so uh we got hoops they got the uh we got sec big 12 challenge this weekend kind of random this late in the year but Kentucky and Kansas play. Cool. And there's some other good matchups. So, uh, Here's State play. State plays Carolina. All right. Let's, they're, not in the, in, they're not in the challenge. SEC Big 12. Oh, gotcha. All right. Let's go down to Tony Haynes. Yeah. yeah okay. You're right. We shouldn't have. You should have just. Wasn't there an ACC? Oh, ACC Big 10. Yeah. That was earlier this year. Sorry. Yep. No problem. Um, Gary. I almost called you Tony. I'm sorry about that. I call me Tony. We've got <laughs> uh, Royal Rumble coming up Saturday. I like that it's on a Saturday instead of the uh, traditional Sunday. Yep. Uh, we've got the Pirate Radio Wrestling Podcast Episode 2 available now for download. If you are a wrestling fan or just want to hear the big dog Glenn Griffin, CJ, and myself talk about wrestling for a while, great interview 
with Danielle Monet, yep. who is uh, known in the WWE circles as Summer Ray. She will be in the Women's Royal Rumble. And regardless of uh, fandom of professional wrestling, whether you're not a fan, laps fan, hardcore fan, that's a great interview to listen to. Yes, if you're a crypto fan. Yes, for sure. Which I have no clue what any of that is. But me neither. But she, she taught does. me a lot. Yeah, she's a uh, she's into it and uh, actually did break it down for us novices mm-hmm. about what that is. Um, all right, so CJ, I'm gonna watch because I watched the Royal Rumble. I have not watched wrestling in a while. Why? Why should we be excited about the 2022 Royal Rumble? So the. I think much for the reason that you enjoy the Royal Rumble and the way you can uh, sell it to a casual fan. The Royal Rumble match is very unpredictable, and it is that way every year, but more so this year than previous years. Um, You can hear us talk a little bit more in depth on the podcast, uh, but to keep it short here, there are 30 available spots in the women's and men's Royal Rumbles, respectively. In the women's Royal Rumble, 21 entrants have been announced. In the men's Rumble, 22 entrants have been announced, which means in the women's Rumble, there are nine spots that we don't know uh, and eight spots in the men's that we don't know, which leaves a lot of surprises, a lot of returns from injury, um, a lot of shocks that we have no idea who's going to show up. Uh, Clip, you and I talked a little bit ago, and I think Troy was in here and he asked about it. Uh, The Rock is actually like number six on uh, who has the best odds to win the rumble and i haven't heard a word about him showing up but that's one of the best parts about it the surprise return you have no idea who shows up but when they do it gets a huge reaction and i hope like these days it's tougher to keep a secret yes if there is something that huge happening i'm almost worried if i don't hear something beforehand yeah because it's so difficult to keep those things this would be something massive that would be huge so i like to look up random youtube videos and sometimes i like to go down like in the area of the years that i watched wrestling and watched old um ray mysterio highlights or whatever yeah uh there was a video i came across and it was like biggest surprises in royal rumble history Mm -hmm. in y'all's opinion each of y'all what is the biggest surprise you think is in the history of the royal rumble Um, where it just came out of nowhere i would have to go with edge returning in the royal rumble 2020 um he had been it had been i think nine years that he was away from the ring uh after being forced to retire in 2011 due to a neck injury Mm -hmm. a neck injury that had had so many surgeries and we just we just assumed that he would never be back and I think I've seen that video, and the crowd pop on that video it is was crazy. Huge. One of my yeah. favorite returns of all time was Edge, like 10 years previous to that, which yeah, was yeah. not a huge shock, but he had been out with an injury or something and came back. It was 2009. So I love, uh, I love those those returns. That's yes. the best part of it. The, so I just hope there's a big one coming up Saturday. Yep, me too. Did you know Rey Mysterio is going to be the cover boy on the new WWE video game? Oh, really? And he yep. still wrestles. And he's in the Rumble. Yes, he is. Does he still and now do his the son's 619? Of yes, he, he does. does. Now his son's in the Rumble, too. You're kidding me. Mm-hmm. So how old does that make Rey Mysterio? He's oh, an old. Man. Yeah, he's old. He wrestled when I watched WCW in yeah. the mid to late 90s. Oh, yeah. wow. I actually saw a post about I'd it earlier today. Th- his uh, debut match was 1989. Yeah, 619. He's, f- he's 47. Oh, wow. wow. Good for him. Cool. Neat story. Cool. Neat story. <laughs> Ray Mysterio is your Cool. Pick. Neat story. I'll go with the bad guy, Scott Hall. NWO making his return. Who's your pick, CJ? So, would I pick somebody right now, or would I pick somebody from <laughs> when I watched, like, 
as a child who would, who, who do you remember being your first uh favorite wrestler my first favorite who guy, was your first you never <laughs> you never forget your first my first favorite guy was the undertaker for okay. sure oh yeah chad morris aj styles debut could the lights go That's off right. saturday night i'm I love the Undertaker, but I think he's good. He'd stay away. You're you're done. What was his record? What didn't he have an undefeated record in WrestleMania? He did. And yeah. that was twenty three and zero. Uh, twenty and zero, and then Brock broke it to make it Lesnar, uh, or it might have been twenty one and zero. Because uh, the ma- yes, Brock Lesnar. I'm just trying to kind of rehash my memories of yeah. wrestling. WrestleMania twenty eight. Who was your favorite uh, wrestler? Oh god, from my era. Yes. Um. Oh gosh, there were so many. Um, I just enjoyed a lot watching a lot of them. Give me um, a name. Just uh, one here, name. Here, uh, junkyard dog. Junkyard dog. <laughs> I love JYD. Yeah. I had his action figure that had the chain. Yeah, he was great. Yep. Um, Coco Beware. Coco awesome. Beware was also another one that I enjoyed. Um, there was a version of. I, I know that they have. Because I just, I honestly don't think that it's the same guy. But there was a guy that wrestled under the name of Sting, but it was it, there were two different guys. Because one had longer hair with like the full on face paint, but then there was another guy with short hair. Um, oh no, that's the same person. Is it? <laughs> yeah, you're thinking. Sting, uh-uh, because Sting that guy 80s? is old. What was are you it? talking about? You're talking about. Blonde hair sting with the face paint that only goes to like right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it yeah. the same guy? Yeah, yes. that's Sting. That's just young shut Sting. Shut up. That is Sting. We can't shut up. This is a radio show. <laughs> no, I, I really thought it was two different people. Nope. I wonder what you because think about Matt Foley. Is it Matt Foley? Mick Foley? Mick Foley, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that mankind and Cactus Matt, Jack boy. Matt Foley is Van Down by the River guy. A Van <laughs> Down by the River! I, you know what? That that tells you about blew, how out of touch I am with wrestling. Mind. Yeah, you did blow my mind. Mind blown. Uh, British Bulldog was great. British Bulldog Especially was awesome. Especially when he had the Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah. Let's get well, you mentioned opinion. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. You oh. mentioned him. Oh. Tony Dunn, favorite wrestler as a kid. Ultimate Warrior. Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, that's, it's, it's very yes. clear. The Rockers. That's like my favorite. Is that too. Michaels and Janine? Sergeant yeah. Slaughter. What, what about Macho Man? Macho Man was Ooh, the, yeah, the yeah. best, Macho Man. The best I mean, wrestling the best match was... ever was, I think it was um, SummerSlam 7 or 5 or something. It was Macho Man versus Ultimate Warrior. It was the same year that uh, Sergeant Slaughter and Hulk Hogan went after it. Hey, yeah. yeah, get him on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> my fa- it was, I had a bootleg copy. My uncle recorded it and mailed it to me. <laughs> Tony uh, knows a very, he has a very short window of early 90s wrestling yes. to talk about with you guys. Yeah. Uh, we will talk. So who is uh, your legitimate pick? Uh, I tell you what, don't spoil it. Listen, Listen to, to the, the podcast. podcast and figure yeah, it out. Yeah. What a tease that was. What's the name of it? I need a new podcast to listen to. The Pirate Radio Wrestling Podcast. Oh, okay. Simple you as can that. look it up on our uh, in the Apple Store or Spotify. Mm-hmm. Roger that. Oh, Roger that. All right, Tony, hair looking great. I like the Canes hoodie. Thank you. We will talk uh, what's going on in Pantherland, latest NFL news, and pick the championship games. Oh, the champs are here, by the way. Who's that? Y'all too. Oh my, this is going to be insufferable. The champs are here. 
Your Wednesday night A.J. Murphy's trivia champions are here. You are right about that, Tony Dunn. Take a time out. Come back hour two on the way after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. When your air conditioning or heating unit needs repair or replacing, call on the reliable professionals of Delcor Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Ooh, plumbing. Go to DelcorInc.com or give them a call at 321-8868. Delcor, the service professionals in Greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Alrighty, it is a free beer Friday here at Pirate Radio. We are giving away a 12-pack of Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda. We got a variety pack for you. Citrus, Classic Cola, Orange, and Cherry Cola are all in the variety pack, and we will make you a winner coming up in our third hour of the program all right we are to the championships uh games uh in the nfl don't know in fact i'm gonna say nobody had the Bengals getting this far fair no we were dipping our we were dancing around the pick a little in fact when we talked afc north and we did hype that up and the nfc west as the toughest divisions in football right um but Ravens, Browns, maybe kind of sort of Steelers, but the Bengals might have been last on the list there with Pittsburgh as far as who you thought would go to the playoffs and advance to the playoffs. Well, I had Titans last week, and I said I said that the Titans were going to have to get to Joe Burrow. Hey, you were right. They did. They got there nine, nine times. times. It's crazy. And you, you could count two times uh, with the delay of game and the timeout where they just let the play run and – I let uh, let Joe Burrow just get demolished, but Titans were able to get to Joe Burrow, but thanks to their quarterback, uh, Ryan Tannehill, with three picks and setting them up there at the end of the game for the uh, game-winning field goal. What a uh, what a kicker they have. A actual draft pick out of the sixth round uh, gets them the win. Uh, the kickers were on display last week. Great games, Tony. Best uh, best weekend of football. A couple of guys on our podcast said that that's the best weekend of playoff football they had ever seen. I'm I'm in Ever. that camp. I mean, that's pretty wild. Uh, I'd have to go back and really think, like, and go back and study it. But I mean, yeah, we said this on the on the show last week. Here is that this Titans Bengals game was going to be a good game. We expected it to be a good game, but it was just about the youth uh, and maybe not inexperienced, but kind of not being there, haven't been there before. Uh, that concerned us about the Bengals. But I tell you this, Joe, Joe Burrow's is like cold as ice dude this dude is ice cold and he does not get shook i mean getting sacked nine times and he's still out there getting it done um this guy came out last week after the first um i guess their first playoff win in 30 years and said they were like how do you feel about making this a big deal for the city and stuff like this how big of a moment is this he was like this is a standard going forward get used to it and boy did they get used to it i bet you if you're a Bengals fan you gotta be like i actually know a Bengals fan who fell off like after 30 years just like said i can't do it that's enough yeah and then he's like 
I'm coming back, baby. <laughs> you bring up a good point, too. I mean, for him to be sacked nine times and to still have the composure that he did only as a second-year player and last year as a rookie tore his ACL, you would think there would be some sort of like PTSD kind of like rattled in the pocket. No, he's very calm and collected, and he's getting the job done. I don't know if he said it after the playoff win over the Raiders or if it was this past game. It might have been this past game, but he said he's tired of the underdog thing. Like a lot of the teams embrace it. He's more like, hey, this is who we are. We're in the championship. This is where we're going to be. This is get used to it. Like, which is pretty cool. I, I, I'm on board with Burrow. He might be the coolest dude in the NFL, to be honest. The like, cigar smoke. The kind of thing about this is cool Curly people hair. don't try to be cool. That is a good point. You know, and this guy doesn't have to prove to us that he is cool, he just is. Like the uh, he won me over. I didn't even like love him coming out of the draft. Like I thought, oh, he's gonna he could be good, but a man. lot of people know where the camera is and will ham it up. Even that uh, picture of him smoking the cigar after the LSU win, just normal. I think he was just chilling there. Somebody took a picture of him. I don't yeah. think he said, "Hey, hey, get me. I'm gonna do a pose." Yeah, <laughs> he's so, awesome, dude. Uh, speaking of, I saw this stat: the Bengals are a win away from reaching the Super Bowl after being an NFL worst two and fourteen in 2019. They could match the 81-49ers and the 3 Panthers for the fastest turnaround from worst record to Super Bowl. So that was that George Seifert, Tony? No, that's uh, um, John Fox. John Fox. Well, what had the worst One, record? We no, had, oh George Seifert had the worst record. John Fox. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, John Fox came in and then went like. They won seven games his first year, I think. What was the record the year before in 02? They were one one win, right? They went one and 15, then seven and nine, I think, and then. um, One and 15, seven and nine, and then 11 and five. Wow. Won the South. Uh, So. Hey, we still got five, six more years on our rebuild. I don't know. I have to call Jay Z. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, y'all hadn't had the worst record, so. you gotta, no, we are. You got to truly bottom out. We're first. just five wins, man. It's just right at the. We we know where it's our Scotty Mo Bobs. It's kind of funny, is because for so long Panther fans got so mad about us being content with being seven and nine, nine and seven, flipping seven between and nine, that, nine and, nine seven, yeah. and then you're like, okay, we want to either be really good or really bad. Well, guess what? <laughs> we decided to be pretty bad consistently. <laughs> that unfortunately seems to be the case, at least right now. New uh, special teams coach named what today? Guys? Chris Tabor. Yeah. Don't know what to think about it. Yeah. Well, uh, a Bears fan told me earlier, his name is Troy Dreyfus. He he seems to like the hire. And looking back at some of the special teams units that he's had, um, and I also read that Ron Rivera interviewed him for the special teams job, I guess, before hiring Chase Blackburn. Uh, uh, he ended up going to Cleveland. He's been in Chicago the past few years. Um, he started there as an assistant special teams coach and then worked his way up as the special teams coordinator. But uh, he's worked with guys like Devin Hester, Cord- Cordell Patterson, uh, and then a new guy they had this past year. So, Actually, I know exactly what to think about this. I can't wait for him to be our interim head coach. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, we got the next Harbaugh in our hands here. Or Joe Judge. There you go. And uh, no, I did see some stats about the Bears being very good in, like, punts and punt returns and it, look, yeah. we are doing a radio show so we got to talk about it but honestly this is just like us going scotty montgomery coached uh jonathan taylor yeah 
You know, like, I I know I do worry about that. Is like when you got a punter that drops it on the five every time. Is that like really coaching? <laughs> no, <laughs> hell no. Because the, the coach, the special teams coach, is not out there punting, like showing the guy what to do. But there is something to be said about a team that doesn't do those things well, particularly on returns. You know, is that um, why is it that the Panthers are getting smothered every time the guy catches the punt? Why is the opposing team starting at the thirty-two every time yeah. rather than the twenty-two? Yeah. You know. So, like, yeah, hopefully he. Hopefully we see some improvement. And special teams are still important. We saw that in the Niners Packers game Gosh. last week. All right, uh, any other Panthers news and notes? So we uh, talked about this earlier this week, Tony. We've got a lot of time, and this uh, it sucks to yeah talk, talk yeah, about, but we're used to it. Yeah. Um, what's the QB plan? So Darnold's back. We th- well, we don't know. This is a, actually this is going to be the fun part about talking about the Panthers until the draft, right? Is that there's still a chance situation? they could look totally different at quarterback? Yeah, is that right now there there's scenarios out there where Panthers could trade for Russell Wilson, right? We debated that last night on debate my take, and that really is that the what the asking price. At least it was an article, you know, it was like a speculation article put up by Bleacher Report, but it was two first round picks and a second round pick. Um, and we were talking about, is that a reasonable price? And, you know, in some ways it is. Is that, like, if you think about it, is that if you're happy with what Stafford did for the Rams and what they got for the, out of that and how that kind of, you know, you get a known commodity, a guy that has some a lot of time or a significant amount of time playing good quarterback, you expect. Do you do that or do you go down the road of uh, drafting a quarterback? And so we'll be looking at what they do in free agency to kind of tell us, give us some signals about this. But, you know, you can, you know, there's a lot of cool things. And then you got to bring up that Ben McAdoo, at least his name has been associated with, like, identifying the right quarterbacks coming out of college. And and we don't know how much credit we should give to him is that at hindsight's twenty twenty. Maybe he's just saying these things after. But he had uh, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, rated above Sam Darnold, Rosen, all these Oh, guys. I love that. I, yeah. that. That's great. Hey, guys, look what I had. On my, my scouting report. Yeah. That's, yeah. And hey, so, and, 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 not to make light of it, but that does sound totally like hindsight. Like it you does. Said. It does. But uh, this was the same year that, I mean, supposedly when he was he was trying to trade up for Patrick Mahomes and Gettleman wanted to go with Evan Ingram. I think that's mm-hmm. his name, right? So, yeah. like, uh, so you got some things right there in that. And then that, leads, that begs the question is, you know, does McAdoo give us kind of some inside track on if there is a quarterback out there that people aren't talking about, like is Pickett really the guy? Does he see some things in these people? So, um, you know, well, we, at least we have some fun conversation to talk about surrounding the quarterback position. You do expect Sam Darnold to be out there in week one if there isn't a trade, if there's a rookie that brought in. Uh, but you never know, and maybe package him as part of that deal to get them get them the heck out of there. Now, you guys on your podcast, C3 Panther Podcast, y'all been doing some film study and – uh, most of the, mostly what you guys have been studying is some offensive tackle yes. prospects. We uh, did one last night. You, you've got you did the guy from NC State. I know you guys did the one last night from Mississippi. What State. school did you say? MC State. It, oh, State. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we did Charles Cross from Mississippi State, and I tell you, this guy looks amazing. You know, I mean, yeah. so like if we get him, you know, you can already see that look. Is that we're we're trying to figure out where the Panthers going to go at six. But you don't know. They're going to trade back. There's not a lot of picks in the top 100. Uh, and we have, we have one. 
Yeah, one. And on top of that, if you draft an offensive lineman, you can go ahead and hang Matt Rule out to dry. I mean, yes, that's the right move to do, but it won't be enough, fast enough, to change the team in in a positive direction to save him. And you're starting to wonder now is that – as you see Sean Payton retire, as you see so many coaching positions open up in the NFL, and really a dearth, it seems like, of of names that are talented outside of like, I mean, I think Caldwell's the one that should be hired first out of all of these guys. But, you know, there's not a lot of names out there that people are in love with, it feels like. Um, Flores, Pep Hamilton are some hot names. But other than that, I don't feel like there's a super sexy candidate out there and so maybe um, the Carolina Panthers have resided that, you know what, we're going to probably suck anyway. Why don't we just line up for 2023 with a new coach who picks his quarterback in a great class or, or what people say is a better class and roll then? So if you get Charles Cross next year, that might be like part of that plan. Yeah. Was it you? I, want, I think it was you. Am I doing both of you guys? This is something you can put on your Ben McAdoo hindsight resume. Chandler, you loved uh, Michael Parsons last year in the draft. Oh, yeah. Loved and him. And maybe you too, Tony. I remember you guys talking about him as potentially like going to the Panthers. Right. If yeah. they went that route. And uh, he went late, slipped character stuff, I think, with him at Penn State. Yeah, bullied uh yeah, YGM, who's on our team. That's and why he couldn't he come to us. Bullied the <laughs> NFC East this year. He bullied Yeter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you said Yeter that. Gross Montos, which is awesome. I like the idea of bullying a guy that's a uh, higher up the food chain on you. Yeah, like, so he graduated, but like, is that this freshman comes in and makes this senior carry his like shoulder pads? <laughs> just went all diva on the whole locker room. <laughs> so I don't think we've talked about this. Fitterer and Rule came in the same year right no okay that's why we, we did it backwards it. that's actually the big problem with our building process Rule came before fitter uh-huh yes and then they fired marty marty herney because there's Rule, no rule t- was hired by herney because uh-huh. everybody hates rule i don't hear anything about fitter where is he's new okay he just he came, came in, in last right before uh, okay. the draft and gotcha. so we don't have enough evidence to really make a decision on him yet but again this goes and shows you like the building process and the way you do it is probably important and I saw, and I've been saying this for years, is that you should bring your GM in first, and then he brings the head coach, and they live and die together. They're married together, mm-hmm. so that there's not one person blaming, like, well, if I would have had better personnel, then I could have done it. The other guy's saying, if we had better coaching, the old parcels, like the, I buy the groceries, I should be able to cook the meal, yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, and what I think is, I saw someone put this out on Twitter, and it's a good way of articulating exactly what I want to do. Is why don't you make their contracts bound together? Right, it's like you know what? When we fire one of you, you're both getting you're fired. Both gone. Yeah, yeah, I like that. But then you're going to have to go and search for two different things and two top positions in your franchise. It is a tough spot to be in, I guess, if you're fitterer when a new head coach comes in and wants his own guy. But yeah. I am ready for that situation where the Panthers get rid of Matt Rule to see what fitterer how he goes apart uh, about with the coaching search and who he's going to hire. But. It, I feel how like much, I've heard how much does the GM have a say in that? Well, you would expect in in a normal way, a normal business structure, they would have the say, right? But is that when well, you do it backwards? Yeah, when you do it backwards like this, is it seems like you are kind of 
um, a puppet of David Tepper, mm-hmm. right? And that's the that's really what we're talking about here is this weather. It's like you want your commanders to walk lockstep together and um, to, them to have more confidence in each other than we do. And that's really been a big problem with Matt Rule is as he fires his whole staff and is doing all of this, it's one thing for us to say that it looks like the building's burning down. But when you fire everybody, you're admitting it's burning down. And so you want that GM to have belief in Matt Rule, and you want Matt Rule to believe that that you and that GM are on the same page. And when you bring them in at separate times, it just creates that conversation, that speculation that maybe that isn't the case. Well, ever since Fitter has come into the Charlotte, haven't they been bumping heads and not being on the same page? Hasn't that been like an issue? Well, we've seen some breadcrumbs that suggest it, but we don't know. Did you know you might have slipped up and said the new name of the Washington football team a moment ago? The Commanders? Yeah. It's dropping Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? Wednesday, February 2nd. I like that. I don't mind that. I I like it more than Admirals and what was the other military one they were thinking about? It's kind of boring and it's fine. People are going to make fun of it, but I can get on board with that. Is the wasn't the generals a team at one time? That's the team that always loses to the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh. The Washington Generals. Okay. They get paid to lose basketball games. That's awesome. So no jokes there, right? All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll dive into the uh we'll see if there's any other NFL news and notes. Two head coaches have been hired this cycle, I believe. Nathaniel Hackett and Eberflus. Eberflus. And uh, we'll look at some of the other openings, what's going to happen at those uh, those landing spots, and see what's going on this weekend. Back with you after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live now back to the show welcome back do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event well keep it local and print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com the official sportswear provider of pirate radio for 18 years now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Hi, Tony Dunn. I was trying to cheer up Chandler earlier this week because we've had so much Panthers negativity. I came in here and we were doing the show and I said, I got good news for the Panthers. Sean Payton is stepping down. Oh, yeah. That's good news, right? <laughs> Fish lips out of here. For everybody to be, like, terrible? And, uh, but it, gives us, it, get, it I, doesn't make you any better. It gives but, us a chance, and I like yeah. that. Well, I think another thing like is, too is Tom Brady might be out of Tampa. That was another thing that we talked about. So. The potential of Brady retiring. You've got, uh, you know, Sean Payton leaving the Saints, and he will not be coaching next year in the NFL. He said that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, really, This is the Matt Rule plan. This is, we don't have to get any better. Been Everybody around time. us gets worse. Wouldn't it have been awesome if we were just positioned a little bit better for this moment? Well, here's the thing. He said... I'm going to wait till the whole division sucks, but we're going to be the first team to suck. Yeah. And then we're going to have everybody come down to the bottom of the barrel with us. And, and we're, then going we're going to, to step on them. Where, where, uh, what are they, crabs in a bucket? Is that the saying? Where you keep pulling each other down? Crabs uh, in a bucket? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's uh, basically it. What is. I don't think Tom Brady's retiring. What's the deal with uh, Matt Ryan? Is he a Falcon next year? Ooh. Because that's about done, though. 
Yeah, I mean, and he's going to be making so much money. Um, I don't know. I would, I would suspect so. I mean, they should. They kind of missed their opportunity to draft a quarterback last year. And the Saints without Peyton. I like how Sean Peyton's last. You know, what? I'm gonna do one more thing before I head out of the door. I'm gonna give a lot of money to Taysom Hill, and then I'm gonna leave. <laughs> well, I think they can get out of all that stuff. It's like kind of a fake contract. I still am a Jameis. What's one notch less than believer? You're like a, <laughs> admirer. You're like a, you got like a Jameis um, sidecar on a motorcycle. I still not think a, not a sugboat. Yeah, a, I still think there's a universe, a world where he's like a playoff quarterback. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but he's like not an Avenger, but a spinoff story. <laughs> also, they had the Michael Thomas stuff. Uh, so yeah. the, I don't know, man. And they're like seventy-five million dollars over the cap. Oh, and that's a, and you mentioned Brady. The bug, this bugs things ending soon. Like I think soon so. as well, it was a short short-term thing. Anyway. Two or three years from now, like they're back middle of the pack, maybe. I, yeah, man. If they lose Brady, I mean, they're going to go down to the bottom of the pack right away. But you think about Sue, like all those guys they brought in, Gronk's right. gone. Yeah, they're on the back end. Uh, yeah. yeah, they were older team. Do you guys? I who do you think that Tom Brady would play for next year? We debated this on. Okay, so if he's not a buck, but he does play, which I think he would. Um, you know, I got Tennessee Titans. Hmm. Rabel going into a division. I like that is in trouble. You know, that is a that's actually a perfect fit because they offensive weapons. Derrick Henry. Whenever he was looking for a new team, when he was leaving New England, Tennessee was, I think, a top candidate for. Uh, to land Tom Brady because of the connection with Mike Vrabel, uh, I think he's thrown two touchdown passes to Mike Vrabel in Super, in their Super Bowl days. So you know who he'd be great on, and I think this would be returning home from for him, right? San Francisco. That was the other one. That's the one that Cody took up in the debate. Perfect. The only thing I don't and he like grew up a Forty ers fan. Yeah, it's just are they too run heavy for him? Like he's gonna go and be a second fiddle to Kyle Shanahan. But what's he got there? He's got a great Ayuk. tight end in Kittle. Great defense. He's got Ayuk. Whatever Debo Samuel position he plays. Both would be good fits. It's just like, do you want to be in the AFC or you want to be in the NFC? I think the answer is, is NFC. The, yeah, right now it is. Because the AFC got a bunch of heavy hitters in there. Good text this week from Steven Igo. I don't think I brought it up on the air. Uh Andrew Mason tweeted uh per over the cap the saints are 74 million over the cap thoughts and prayers to the next saints next coach and i go sent poor david cully best such a good tweet <laughs> poor david cully is back he, he fits the perfect mold they're in a mess they're going to bring this guy they don't in. care what happens they're going to be seven and nine care. with Taysom hill and win the division and they're going to pay him everything they can they're going to say hey we're going to pay you real good but now look we're going to fire you at the end of this season. I know that the, uh, the NFC is ideal for um, you know quarterbacks because you don't have to play the Herberts, the Mahomes, the Burrows, and stuff. But if you go to San Francisco, you do got to deal with the Rams. You got to deal with the Cardinals. You know, so I mean, it's, it's, it's still a difficult road to the playoffs. No doubt. Uh, two coaching hires have been made: Eber Ibraflus for the Bears. And Nathaniel Hackett for the Broncos. Uh, Who are these people? Now, Nathaniel Hackett was the offensive coordinator with the Packers. Okay. So the Broncos are using that. So they got a – he's probably got Aaron Rodgers' cell number. So maybe a a connection there. Probably. And John Elway and the Broncos are tired of drafting crappy quarterbacks. They're going to go back to – 
Hey, remember that time we brought in Peyton Manning and won a Super Bowl? Let's go get Aaron Rodgers and do that. Or go get Russell Wilson. Yeah. I wonder if this is like, why would Aaron Rodgers... Aaron Rodgers has the easiest division. You know, he's been so ready to get out of there. Or one of the easier divisions. Then you're going to have to go and play Mahomes and Herbert every week? Good God. He, uh, he's in the best spot. I think for them, they are in a Saints situation, right? Where they're ca- they got... How are they going to keep Adams and, and all yeah. of Rodgers' buddies? And so, I don't know. Uh, could look a lot different next year when it comes to the uh, the QBs. All right, let's get to the playoff championship games. weekend, right? All right, so uh, up first is the AFC championship: Bengals and Chiefs. A rematch of a one of the best games of the NFL season. Yes, Chiefs are hosting the AFC championship for the fourth straight year. First team to ever do that. Andy Reid is the first coach to be in four straight championship games with two different teams did it with the eagles he had that many they would God, he they so dominated the, be uh, the most underrated coach in nfl history probably so i'm glad he got his super bowl so yeah. he's kind of got that on his, his resume now um do you remember earlier this year where in the chiefs when we thought like are they a mess are they walking through the regular season or are they actually just bad yeah uh because they had and it wasn't just their Mahomes defense. throwing those crazy passes. It wasn't just the defense that was giving up points, but their offense sputtered a lot during yeah, the season. Mahomes was, was throwing rich. picks. Yeah, he was throwing all those picks. Those no-look passes were turning into no-look pick sixes. Yeah, <laughs> and but, well, they're hitting their stride now. Their one slip-up on the run they've been on was that game in Cincinnati. And they didn't underplay that game either. You know, it was they like Cincinnati played well in yeah. that game. So it's not like they just showed that they it was a bad game i mean they actually came and showed up i'm picking the kansas city chiefs look i want to be i want to get on the Bengals bandwagon in fact i would classify classify myself as a Bengal bandwagoner at this point but i saw tyree kill play football and fast forward last week when he hit the deuces up like he had 30 yards to go and those guys were like in arms reach of him it felt like and he was like there ain't no way these dudes catching me. I have never seen somebody play so fast on the football field. I know that you could give me somebody else who might have a faster 40 time, or you could give me the Amazon web service, whatever, speed thing that shows somebody else going 72 miles an hour. But that guy passes the eye test as the fastest player I've ever seen in pads. Like, Bo Jackson fast. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just ain't right. I heard a player say it. Sorry, I don't know. can't remember who it was, so I can't give him credit. But he said one of the reasons Tyreek Hill flashed the piece was he saw that guy had a five. Like, his number started with a five, so it was a linebacker. So he didn't have to worry about being chased (laughs) down. He knew he could zoom past him. Uh, He had that play. He had the punt return. Which was huge in that game. And awesome, of course, Kelsey's getting his. Mahomes looks great. They were, uh, Jarek McKinnon has played well for them. Should he have gotten a taunting penalty for the for the deuces? If you're going to have taunting in the NFL, that is taunting. Yes. He the answer is yes. He, but can I don't, he not be grandfathered in because he's been doing <laughs> that the whole time? That's a good point. Like, if you've done a taunt leading up to this point, you can keep it. Wasn't the taunting rule started? Uh, as it is right now, because somebody did his taunt to him, like his ah, deuces taunt. That you, I think you might be right there. Do you, would, uh, do you remember when uh, San Francisco came to Carolina and beat uh, us in a playoff game, Colin Kaepernick? Mm-hmm. And it was then, the first time we wore the he, old 
yeah did the superman and then buttoned it up yeah huh. uh like and with, then kissed his bicep yeah, like he always used that to do. Bit, uh, it's haunting i would have been like i would have been like throw the flag was it after a touchdown it was he after a touchdown, touchdown and he was looking at nah, he was looking well, at the fans that wouldn't have been a taunting it yeah. was directed at my man i see this is why we shouldn't have these stupid rules because now there are actual people discussing this yeah like no i real. don't think i don't think uh the deuces thing should be a taunt but considering what they call right now, that's what I meant. Is, yeah, yeah. Oh, if no, you do I it to so. a guy in his face, that is. Yeah, I mean, it is the, the definition. Yeah, yeah it is the exact definition. The only thing is, is that like peace, like we've been doing that forever. Yeah. So fitting. As long as he's giving the finger. Get rid of the taunt penalty. I agree. You should just have an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty for things that go out and above craziness. If he gets the physical, yeah. So. Uh, Tom Brady got a unsportsmanlike last week. He deserved it. I mean, he was like, I have never had blood on my body in a game before. What are you doing not calling my a penalty? My lip hurt. My lip Throw hurt. the flag. I mean, it probably was a flag. I'm just glad he. we know he is indeed human and like not just some kind of cyborg out there playing. He right. does have blood. Or that could have all been a setup. He could have been like a vampire that just has that ring that he can go out in the daylight. <laughs> <laughs> all his championship rings allow him to walk out in the sun. He's Well, he's kind of the anti-vampire uh, because he sucks at night. He's really good during day games. Yeah. Remember the old man Brady couldn't win the night games? <laughs> past his bedtime. Chiefs. How many times are they going to sack Joe Burrow? Enough. Yeah, it'll be less than nine because yeah. that was just unbelievable. But I'm going to say at least five or six times because that offensive line for the Cincinnati really bothers me in this game. Because I mean, nine sacks given up last week. Uh, good thing they have a quarterback that knows how to you know handle pressure and stuff like that. I feel like a lot of those sacks too came off uh, or were on third down and, and yeah. created yeah um, because you probably got long situations and created long situations in field goal range too and knocking that's them out of field goal yeah. range and that cannot happen this week in kansas city and that's the reason why i'm going to take uh kansas city in this game. such an interesting storyline to follow if you're a Bengals fan or just an nfl rebuild fan is that this year they picked jamar chase in the top 10 uh and they could have gone and gotten an offensive lineman and you're sitting here going, are you doing this the right way? This is poor. And in some ways, he's getting sacked on every day, every other play, it feels like. But somehow, he's good enough to overcome it. And Jamar Chase has been such an important part of their offense. You know, it's just like, how is it the chicken of the egg type thing? And what do you do if you're a team like Carolina? And it shows you that Sam Darnold is certainly no Joe Burrow. I, Tony, I want, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to talk about how I thought the chase pick was stupid. Like They've got T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd and a tight end. You don't need a receiver. You need uh, somebody to protect your quarterback. So I, I probably could send out like, a, hey, I was right. I told you so. Then again, the guy they drafted <laughs> just had the best has the best ever. numbers for a rookie receiver in NFL history. Yeah. So I can't really do my own horn. And they had to make out, up for the John Ross pick. But that give, was give credit yeah. to the quarterback, Joe Burrow, like we just mentioned, is so good under under pressure and handling those situations, uh, unlike a quarterback that I know. Um, so How did that Sewell guy do this year, by the way? Does anybody uh, know? I think, he was a, I think he was the all-rookie team. Very okay. good. And who was the other tackle? Slater. Slater who Slater, was the best uh, left tackle in uh, all of the NFL. He's stop. A, he's stop. A, We're not talking about Matt Rule right now. 
I was just going to say, he's a guard. I know. He's, man, you know what? Is that if I was sitting right here, I would not have to worry about Rashawn Slater because he wouldn't be able to touch me with his short arms. <laughs> so, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> What's like, like a dinosaur? It's like, it's like you can do what? Like T-Rex arms. You can just put your hand on his head. He's just like this. <laughs> Uh, That's so, what they did in the interview. Yeah. In the interview, or like in the interview pro- process at the draft yeah. or at the combine. That's what they did. So it, this, they're like, nah, he's you're like, good. Uh, this guy made me play paper, rock, scissors. And then I went to this team and they had a basketball player come and put his hand on my head and see if I could touch his chest. <laughs> he's actually got a really good vertical, but his arms are so short he couldn't tap the uh, bars up there. So it turns out. He and those, his head. <laughs> those were the two names clearly at the top for O-linemen. Yeah. They both, at least their rookie years, panned out. Yeah. Okay. Um, Tony and CJ went against the Chiefs last week. Yeah. Tony is with them this week. How about you, CJ? Yeah, I won't be making that mistake again. Um, you won't get fooled again? Nope, not twice. But you know what? We weren't wrong in a way. We were only wrong because it didn't go, they didn't fall, like, we didn't win the coin toss. Yeah. In overtime. And... How 13 seconds. Yeah, is how is this possible? They put up more points in the final two minutes of that game than the Panthers put up in the last eight weeks. Uh, I feel like. I haven't gone and done the math, but I could certainly feel like sounds it. Sounds about right. Is that this last two minutes, was there any more incredible quarterback play in the history of football in that stance? And isn't it wild that we've are, like, we're kind of overlooking the Bills and how good they were in so yeah. many parts of that game? Josh Allen, right. because they're just not in this week's game. And gosh, can a defense make a dang stop? And that's one of the best defenses, if not the the best defense in the league. Well, they weren't last week. And it's one of the arguments. There's a big deal going on right now about the, um, is it Mina Kimes? Mina Kimes. Kimes. And Jeff Garcia. I I saw one of her tweets about um, how the win-loss record to describe a quarterback is, you know, severely outdated and overrated. And you think about it, like Josh Allen deserved to win, right? Did Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, play well enough to win the other day? I don't know. He made a few. He's absolutely right. And Jeff Garcia needs to shut up. Well, Jeff Garcia called out all of us because he says, when's the last time you threw a football in a game? Well, never for me. You ever thrown a football in a game? You snap one. No. All right. It's not. I mean, I, th- think about all the other people he's throwing under the bus. Yeah. I mean, people yeah, like, like scientists who study space who haven't been to space. Joe Buck. <laughs> I don't. I don't like when people say stuff like former football players say stuff like that just to try to use the trump card basically and say I I did it and you didn't so I'm right. Like that doesn't mean that other people didn't spend you know entire lives studying this and watching it and they can understand how this works too despite well, not having the physical attributes to play and like tony said if you're gonna go down that line of thinking then that you are not qualified to really talk about anything other than football right right Right. other than being a quarterback he can't even talk about being a receiver yeah so he doesn't even know what it feels like to sack a guy he only knows what it feels like to get sacked (laughs) so how about that don't teach me nothing boy i mean but there's also film study in a lot of these experts experts lives i mean you guys sit there and you guys go through film for these players cody is in a wheelchair cody is in a wheelchair he's like he cannot do anything he can't talk about walking jeff garcia (laughs) is going up to cody in a wheelchair saying hey when's the last time you played football what are you gonna walk out there on that football field when's the last time you walked out on a football field wait a minute are you talking about football oh i'm trying to think of why what what about how many coaches 
is uh, they, oh. isn't there some irony that is like so many of the greatest uh, John Madden Bill Belichick I don't did he play football like uh, it's just crazy um the offensive coordinator of the 49ers did not play football and he criticized Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> <laughs> so his, Andy's the hottest name around right yeah. now. Uh, I see. It's like imagine if you like you can't talk about a book if you've never written a book. <laughs> I brought that up just to say that one of her arguments was about you know yeah he won the game but he stunk in the game. And I used Josh to like Allen Jeff awesome. Garcia to be honest as a football player. And uh, I tell you what that year and I guess there were several but. I remember uh, my roommate had T.O. and I had Garcia in fantasy, and they would put up yeah. monster numbers yeah. every week. It was fun. Shirley, Bengals at Chiefs, who you got? As much as I would like to see the Bengals succeed, I just don't think that uh, Mahomes is going to make enough mistakes for the Bengals to uh, prevail. So, I w- Chiefs. I wish I had the onions to pick the Bengals, but I don't. So, I'll go. we'll all go Chiefs. When we return, one more segment to go. We'll talk Niners-Rams and make our picks on that one. Back with you here on Pirate Radio Live after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. You can join the close to 51,000 followers today. Now, let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, Free Beer Friday here on Pirate Radio Live. We'll make you a winner coming up. In hour number three, Free Beer Friday brought to you by Bud Light every day, especially game day is better with a nice cold Bud Light today. Give you something a little different. A Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda Variety Pack can be yours. You can get this 12-pack if you are a lucky caller in hour number three. Uh, Bud Light proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989 and the official beer of the ECU Pirates. I feel like Bud Light is like always coming out with something new just constantly you know bringing out new ideas this seltzer thing has taken over it's the newest trend fad whatever well i saw i think i saw a billboard that bud light i believe is coming out with a zero carb beer which is right up my alley because i'm a low carb guy tony remember i used to work at uh the trademark in winterville and like we got some good stories what was <laughs> but back then Did y'all work together no uh, this is like late just 90s hung out together early 2000s like the the Mike's Hard Lemonade had come out, and Smirnoff Ice had like those were the trend. There's always like a trendy type of thing going on. The thing is, if you look, I uh, got Conte suckered in one day and bought those Mike's Hard Lemonade and never had them before, and it was just because they were on sale. And I was like, oh, I'm on the seltzer kit to try to save some calories and some things, and I didn't check the back of it. There's like a ton of calories in the Mike's Hard Lemonade. You got to uh, really watch where you're. Where you get your stuff and zero carbs? That's impossible. I know that they're going to say that, but it's like one of those things where they say zero calories, and it just must be under the threshold by like one micromillimeter to be zero carbs. 
There's got to be half a carb or something. There's going to be some sort of carb. But it'll it's be just called water at that point. Uh, Redbeard sharing a Pat McAfee show tweet with us. Uh, it says the Cincinnati Bengals are the first team since Not true. the inception of indoor practice facilities. Not true. To make it to the conference championship of their conference without an indoor practice facility. Yeah. Not true. Greg Olson debunked that real quick. Okay. So the Panthers did that? In, two, in 2015. Yeah. And 2003. All right. And uh, Pat no. McAfee, you are a liar. They practiced, or in he the just ballroom. doesn't know anything, or he made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, shouldn't be talking about that. He was only a kicker. That is true. What does he That's, know about? What does he know about practice facilities? <laughs> what does he know about construction? I know, yeah. and being an architect. Ah, <laughs> uh, we all picked the Chiefs. I hope we got some dissenting. I have to pick the Rams here. Been on them since the beginning. And I do think they can win, and they're they're primed for a a Super Bowl run here. And one of the main reasons is Von Miller looks like he's a rookie again. He's constantly in the backfield for the Rams. Drafted the same year as Cam Newton. And and, and you're adding him to – yeah, that's right. 2011. I know. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been been a while. while. So, like, what, 10 years in the league this year, 11? So – uh, and Miss some pa- time with pairing Adrian them up Andrews. with Aaron Donald is just not fair. Did you? Uh, CW was telling me uh, at Sports Trivia that they were putting Aaron Donald on the edge in that game. They were they were moving him around. Yeah, sometimes they like what they would do is that they had a backup left tackle in because the wrist guy was out, the, and they would just like cycle Von Miller and Aaron Donald on that. The Bucks were having to put Gronk in as basically like an extra right tackle or left tackle that is not like rocket science or anything but it does make me appreciate mcveigh uh shanahan andy reed these coaches that are still here playing and how innovative they are the way shanahan uses debo is pretty I simple. the best coach i think but he's like you don't see a lot right of teams now. do that right. like Find a way to get your guy the ball, no matter what it takes. And it actually work. Yeah. But something I've mentioned a couple times this week, but the coolest thing I saw was like putting Trent Williams in motion. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Just just little stuff, but it's like against the grain, kind of. You know, I think um, Shanahan gives uh, San Francisco a chance, like a puncher's chance to win this game. Um, And you know what? They did exactly... You know, if they come out and get a lead ahead of a team, it's like a, it's going to be just hard because they have such a good defense and they are able to run the ball and limit the amount of possessions you get. But I have underestimated, you know, I'm on the Rams bandwagon now since they smoked the Cardinals. You know, I thought I was trying to figure out what team is a fraud. You know, you had Matt Stafford. In fact, a question I did not get right on sports trivia was who had the most interceptions this year. I missed that too. Matt Stafford had a bad stretch down the, yeah, down the or late stretch, and I heard a lot of people talking about how they covered Matt Stafford in Detroit, and they just can't believe that he's going to get it done when it when the time calls for it to get done. So, but he's proven it in what two games now. He's he was well. good. He was really good last week. You look at a team that had four turnovers uh, with Matt Stafford at quarterback. You're like, uh oh, well, none of those were his. Right, Acres. You had Cooper Cup even coughing the football up in that game. So I'm going Rams here, uh, but I don't think that um, the San Francisco 49ers are out of it. But I don't think they're going to win because of Jimmy G. Let's just put it no. that way, folks. As crazy as it sounds, Jeff like, Garcia. Sorry, the Bills gave up two. 
drives in like a minute 40 whatever i i think shame on the bucks more than the bills for letting cooper cup get open twice oh, big time like 70 yards twice or whatever and yeah. one time just like running free down the middle of the field yeah. Yeah. then they blitz like half or like over half the they said like that play. some people didn't get the call or whatever that that's not a good time for your defense not to know what's going on yeah. on the field uh i'm taking the rams tony rams I'm going to go Rams, too. At home, um, I just I, special teams is not going to be able to help you out. You can't rely on your special teams every – You say at home. It is at home. I heard uh, a Rams fan on Pick Central. He called in today. He said the last – by the way, the 49ers have beaten the Rams six times in a row. I don't know if that matters to you. That is a stat to consider. Also, the callers – Say that one more time. Mike uh, – Kyle Shanahan owns McVay and the Rams six in a row. Ooh, yeah, including two this year. God, I'm glad you didn't say that before I made my pick. It <laughs> might have been enough to sway me over. Um, but he said the last Rams Niners game he went to, it was sixty forty Niners fans. He thinks this time it'll be fifty fifty split. I think the Rams were doing something to make sure that the tickets weren't going the wrong way. Yeah, I thought I saw that too. They like limited to inside the city limits. You had to put in your zip code. That's or awesome. Yeah. Panthers need to do that. All right, uh, CJ, Niners, Rams. I'm going to go Rams as well. Uh, I don't like this. 49ers haven't impressed me. I, If they win again on a third ugly game in a row, I'll be shocked. But I can't I can't pick them to win an ugly I game. Agree. So i got to go Rams. We were so close, Clippers. At the beginning of the season, I think I asked on this show, is uh, pick two teams to make the Super Bowl that were not the Bucks and the Chiefs. And we went Rams, Bills. Yeah. We were so close to getting it. Yeah. We were 13 seconds or a coin flip away. It was one quarterback away. Shirley, pick the 49ers so no everybody doesn't have the Rams. But I don't want to pick the 49ers. Damn it. You take the Rams? Yeah, so I like the 49ers defense. 49ers. I just don't think their offense can produce enough points to defeat the Rams. All right. We will all have the same record this week, this weekend. But if you want me to go the opposite way, I'll <laughs> no, go the opposite way. I want way. you to pick with your heart and your head, not my influence. So we're all in the Rams. We're all in the Chiefs. There's no way that happens now. Nope. No way in hell. All right, Tony, C3 Podcast, uh, all your other 24 shows you do during the week. Yeah, we got a lot of cool content coming out. We uh, hooked up with a New York Giants insider, Nick Filato, to look into Ben McAdoo's offense. That came out yesterday. Um, check the you know iTunes TuneIn Stitcher for the audio podcast. Debate my take. We did. We recorded last night. Comes out at five thirty. You guys can check that out. Um, premieres and tonight the Friday free for all where fans can join and talk and give their insight into all the latest happening so we appreciate your support and support my man's writing material yeah go out and check out some of those articles yeah, too. you got on me last it. week i'm getting back at the keyboard I, I saw you at aj's uh for the uh, uh divisional round and uh you told me to check out your uh the writing that you've yeah. done so. carolinacatchronicles.com yeah, i want to hear a, a compliment troy d said he enjoyed reading your article that you put out last week nice not an avid reader by any stretch um but he enjoyed it excellent so excellent you got some glad eyeballs to hear that. on it i All made right. three cents off of it 
Every penny counts. <laughs> poor, uh, poor Stephen Igloo. <laughs> Take a timeout. Come back. Hour three. Pirate Radio Live. Morgan Aylers joins us on the other side of this timeout. We're back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town, along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Hey, Cheryl. Hi. Hey, hey Cheryl. How are you? Hey. I'm fine. How Hello. are you? Hey. We're Hi. looking at uh, the injury report for tonight's Hornets and Lakers game. Uh, coming up tonight in Charlotte, Malik Monk will not be making his return because he is out. You know what? I, I was just about to ask, like, why is that a big deal that Monk's not out or that Monk is out? I totally forgot that he was a Hornet just last year, two years ago. So it would have been the Malik Monk revenge game and the return of Malik Monk, but he will be out tonight for the Lakers. I'd love to uh, study your brain one day. Go ahead. Uh, LeBron James is questionable. Anthony Davis, Westbrook all questionable is that avery bradley avery bradley he's old former boston celtic he's an old man you know even i was just mentioning about the line to you um hornets minus eight uh the favorite tonight at home on espn by the way can they make it back-to-back uh espn games for a win traditionally a very bad national tv team but uh won their last one trying to do it again Shirley, do we have our guest on the line? We have Morgan Ayler's voice of Dowdy Ficklin Stadium, Minji's Coliseum, and the host of The Huddle, which you can check out coming up 6 o'clock tonight on Pirate Radio. Morgan, how you doing today, man? Hello. 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 Hey. The man of many voices, Morgan Ayler's. Uh, talking some football. If, if y'all know why everybody oh, talks like I've got different voices. I don't understand a thing like that. Oh, Morgan, how uh, it's res- it's Royal Rumble weekend. Could you give us some? Uh, can you give us some Macho Man or Dusty Rhodes? Dusty Rhodes, you understand, six foot three, two hundred seventy-five pounds, son of a plumber from West Texas. If you will, you know what I'm saying, baby. I'm talking about hard times, hard times. If you will, Dusty, uh, you might win this weekend, but. Randy Savage, you have a, a great chance to win the Rumble this weekend. How do you like your, your chances? Oh, yeah, brother. Going to snap it to a slim gym. You know what I'm saying, man? Coming down from the great beyond to kick some booty. Wearing my yellow, my stripes, my plaids. I'm doing everything I can, man. I'm tripping out. Tripping, brother. Tripping. Man, I miss the macho, man. You, uh, you watching wrestling these days, Morgan? Uh, yeah, I do a little bit. Uh, you dabble? I listen to a couple podcasts that keep me up to date on what's going on. So, 
So yeah, tomorrow night ought to be actually a pretty good, pretty good show if the WWE doesn't screw up. <laughs> There's always that, right? Uh, also, uh, saw Pirate Radio tweeted this out. Did I see CJ that Brock Anderson will be in action tonight on TV? Yes, on uh, TNT yes. tonight. Brock Anderson will be a part of the uh, looks like a oh it's a tag team match. Yep. And uh, FTR son of uh, that's right. So uh, that's coming up tonight on TNT. You can watch ECU's own on national TV. Two nights in a row. Good deal, Morgan. Uh, you're talking some draft tonight on the huddle. I'll be tuned into that. Uh, Ryan Roberts going to be your guest tonight. What are you guys? Uh, what topics are y'all hitting tonight on the huddle? I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, some of the East Carolina players, Tyler Sneed, Jaquan McMillan, among others, that are going into the draft and seeing what his uh, reporting and what his his people that he talks to think about those guys. And then also talk about his new job that he's got with Sports Illustrated now uh, covering uh, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. So basically he's gone from he was a teacher and doing the, the website stuff part-time, and now he's doing it full-time. He's at risingdraft.com and Ryan's a good guy, very knowledgeable, and uh, had a really good. I actually recorded it yesterday morning. Had a really good show with him, and uh, look forward to hearing it myself at six o'clock. All right, sounds like a uh, great interview coming up tonight, six o'clock on the huddle with Morgan Aylers. How about first of all, how about the football last weekend, Morgan? About as good as it gets. Just games that all went down to the final play, and uh, no way they can be as good this week. But last week was an awesome weekend of football. Yeah, and, and you know it's, it's funny. You, you you see one game like that, and you go, "Man, that was a great game." Then you see the second one, and the third one, and then you know, got down to the Chiefs and the Bills. And I'll be honest with you, at that point, I was kind of pulling for the Bills a little bit, wanted to see Josh Allen maybe take that next step. And whether the uh, Bills or Kansas City won, and obviously Kansas City did. The one thing that I just and I know you guys talked about it early in the week that I really don't like. And I understand why the NFL does it during the regular season, the overtime rules. Yeah. Because in the regular season, you've got so many games on a Sunday, and television dictates what's going on. So they want those games over as quickly as possible. However, when you get to the playoffs, you're playing at that point for the Super Bowl, a chance to go. And I know the TV still has you know, a little bit of fluctuation there, but uh, there's no way that you, you don't give both of those teams – uh, a chance to score, whether it's a 15-minute overtime or a 10-minute overtime period in the playoffs, and you just play 10 minutes and see who wins. If not, you play five minutes and see who wins, uh, or 10 minutes again. And a lot of people are talking about defensively, well, Buffalo had to stop them. Well, on the other hand, my way of thinking is if Buffalo had gotten the ball, Kansas City wouldn't have stopped Buffalo. Those defenses were both pretty tired at that point. Whoever won the toss was was taking that one. Yeah, I agree. Pretty much going to win. It was pretty much going to win the game just because defensively they used so much effort. You know, in the last three or four minutes of the game to get to get back and get in and, and score, and you know that's why both teams needed to have the ball offensively. Yeah. What's your uh, so? What's your solution, Morgan? I would say that put just a time a time frame up there. Here you go. There's 15 minutes. You got a 15 minute clock or a 10 minute clock, and just play it like a regular game. Play it like a regular game. If it comes down to to a second overtime, do it again. These guys have played. You know, they they train all year for it. They've had a preseason. They played 17 regular season games. They're playing to get into the Super Bowl. 
what, a coin flip shouldn't dictate whether a team makes it or not. Yeah. I'm just sorry, and it, and it does. And a lot of and a lot of times it does. And it did last week. I heard the Chiefs a few years ago. Uh, it helped them uh, on Sunday. They tried to get the rule changed, and I think uh, this has got to be what needed to happen for it to change you would think and in such a high profile one of the greatest games ever you would think something would come of this uh morgan well you you would think so but then sometimes i I guess people that are smarter than we are make those decisions because they're billionaires and they have the rules committee and then it has to go in front of everybody else to try to make that decision but i i promise you if you ask the players how they would want it I think all of them would say, let's just play a time, play an extra quarter, play an extra 12 minute, you know, quarter. Doesn't have to be 15 minutes. Play 12 minutes. Flip a coin, go down. If they score, the other team gets the ball. Now, if they go down and score and, and there's 30 seconds left on the clock, they've controlled the ball for 11 minutes. Defense didn't do their job. Who you like this week, Morgan? Chiefs at home against the upstart Bengals. What do you think? Chiefs should win it. Would not be surprised if the Bengals won it. Chiefs are a seven-point favorite in that one. The Rams, a three, three-and-a-half-point favorite against the 49ers. How about that game? I like the Rams. Rams should win it. Wouldn't surprise me if the 49ers won it. They've, they've got a little bit of momentum with their, their offensive scheme now. Shanahan coaching, you know, doing a great job there. The guy I'm really pulling for out of all this is Matthew Stafford. Yeah. You know, he toiled for the last 42 years playing in Detroit at quarterback. I mean, he's 72 years old, and he's, you know, I don't know. But you really kind of pull for a guy like that that has a chance to be one game away from playing in the biggest game of his career after being in Detroit for so long and being the, you know, just, I'm not going to say the butt of jokes, but Detroit pretty much has been. Yeah. I think they'll be better next year. But, you know, you kind of pull for a guy like that. But it's going to be a tough, you know, I think L.A. should win that game. Morgan Ayler's joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. ECU basketball back home coming up Sunday noon against Cincinnati. And Morgan, ever since that collapse against UCF, things have not gone well for the Pirates. Blown out at Houston. We're in the game, but man, just didn't shoot well last night against Memphis. And they go on to lose by 17. Uh, So home sweet home. Uh, Pirates need a home game. They're getting one against... uh, a beatable team in Cincinnati, but another tough team rolling in here with Wes Miller on Sunday. But Pirates need to uh, to end this skid here coming up in a couple days. Yeah, they do. I'm watching that game last night. You know, they, they used a lot of energy getting back in. I think it was tied 32-32. And then uh, Memphis made three or four shots in a row. We missed three or four shots in a row. And, you know, it's not like we're, we're really shooting bad shots, I think, a lot of the time. So we just, you know, we were missing, you know, just wide open shots. We just got to get to that point again. And from a confidence standpoint, that we can believe we make the shots and we'll, we'll be in the game. And maybe that'll happen uh, Sunday afternoon. I think it will. I think East Carolina will we'll start shooting the ball. And we've got to get that, that basketball game for the Pirates that we don't have that, that drought for four or five minutes. Yeah. And the other team goes, you know, 70% from the field in that four or five minute stretch. And, Maybe it'll happen Sunday. I hope so. I know Coach Dooley and the you know those guys want it better than anybody. You know, Pirate Nation wants golly gee, we got to we got to shoot the basketball better. Well, those guys aren't out there, you know, practicing every day, going like, you know what? I think when I play in Memphis, I'm just going to shoot the ball crappy. I'm glad to know they're not doing that. 
No, they're not. You know, <laughs> I know. But, that, but you, you see what I'm saying. Yeah. Nobody wants to make it any more than they do. Last I'm night, sure. yeah. No, no doubt. Last night, Morgan, it was a, and I, I noticed it. It was in the second half. It was a pretty close. It was a close game, and a pretty big moment. And ECU had Vance Jackson, who's a you know a one year newcomer, Brandon Johnson, R.J. Felton, Javon Small, all on the court, and Tristan Newton was the fifth. So Newton's been here. He's, he's a veteran at this point, along with uh, all newcomers on the court. And Vance has been through the, uh, you know, he's he's had his plenty share of games, but those other guys have not. Now, 30 years ago, you'd say, hey, this is valuable experience. These guys are going to stick around, stick together, and two or three years from now, they're going to be on the court and winning. Now we have to cross our fingers that guys don't enter the transfer portal, but hopefully those are teaching moments for young guys like Felton Small and Johnson to be on the court, second half, big game on the road, and you know didn't get it done last night but moving forward you, you hope they can get uh you know more experience and and get a win in a game like that yeah coach Dooley's you know he's got a good nucleus of players young guys he's got a good mix of young guys and older guys and uh as you mentioned you got you know rj felton who i'm waiting for that that monster dunk yep maybe it'll come sunday but when he does it minji's coliseum is going to erupt yep because he's just got that that vertical and that hang time when he gets up in the air it's going to happen, and I think Javon Small in the last three or four games, he's really started to come along and play really well. I, you know, watched him last year on TV a couple of times as a high school senior, and uh, really impressed with him. And he's getting out there. And I know you guys, you know, you you've created his own fleet with the with Brandon Suggs and the Suggs. Yeah. Got to get him back, Morgan. Uh, with Brandon Suggs and the Suggboat. Oh. Morgan's calling for uh, clips, Shirley. Sugboat, hit it. Well, you, Sorry, we were you, trying to fix an issue over here. What's what's? And usually our guests don't call for the uh, call for the clips. He wants some sugboat. Oh, sug sug. There you go. Thanks, Shirley. You're welcome. We're taking care of an issue. Okay. Well, I'm you know trying to work with you here, Cliff. Bigger star than you already are. You know. Um, You know, Brandon, when he gets back, he's such a – and he's been a a rock-solid defensive player two years now. And uh, I think that's going to be a big key when he gets back. And we'll open up some things, believe it or not, because he's going to create a lot of mismatches defensively on the other team. And it gets in their head, just like it gets in our head sometimes. So hopefully he'll be back here soon and we can get back to – you know, it was a tough stretch this week. When you play UCF and then you play – you know, top ten, Houston, yeah, Houston, and Memphis. That's a tough week. Now you got Cincinnati, so it's it's a tough one to do it. Hopefully they'll they'll get their their feet underneath them a little bit, square up, shoot the ball, win a game on Sunday. Looking forward to it. Morgan, enjoyed the sports chat with you, man. Looking forward to six o'clock. The huddle coming up next right here on Pirate Radio. Stay tuned for that. Some NFL draft talk, uh, some pirate talk with ryan roberts coming up so uh thanks for your time as always morgan have a great weekend we'll see you in Minji sunday and we'll talk to you next week here on pirate radio live thanks bud you have a great weekend be safe all right there he is morgan aylers joining us on the pirate radio live line all right during that interview hopefully you enjoyed it on the radio side of things uh for some reason the audio went out on facebook and on youtube but we had our best men and woman on the job so uh what's the verdict are we back we are back yeah, we're, we're back, back.
The synchronization on that was horrifying. I didn't. I, they do wear the same jeans. Mm-hmm, they sure do. Surely. Mm-hmm. Is there any more room for me? In those, those jeans. <laughs> All right. Speaking of jeans, you put your booty in the jeans. Whoa! Whoa! Let's open up the booty bag. Yeah. Come on. Nice reaction. Great. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Let's put some junk in that trunk. We got. A 12-pack of Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda Variety Pack for you and a large two-topping pizza from Domino's. It can be yours now if you are the lucky caller. What caller are you looking for, Shirley? Caller 12. Caller 12. Must be 21 or older. Must be 21 or older and have not won yet in the month of January. 317-1250. Bud Light Hard Seltzer Variety Pack. Hard Soda Variety Pack. You can pick it up at your favorite retailer or win it right now. One more show, and then everybody's eligible. That is true, Chandler. Stat to consider. We're back with more after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Watch all of Pirate Radio's local programming on YouTube Live. Just go to YouTube. You can watch uh, PRL Monday through Friday from 3 to 6. And, of course, you can watch the Bud Light pregame tailgate and the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter on game days. Just go to YouTube and search Pirate Radio TV. Click on that subscribe button. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Rock. A lot of goodies there. Subscribe so you can check it all out. Also, make sure you are downloading the Pirate Radio podcast. Pirate Radio Wrestling Podcast Episode 2 is available right now for download. Uh... You can get it from Apple and Apple Spotify. Podcast, Apple Spotify Podcast, and SoundCloud. There Listen you go. to us. Uh, talk to Summer Rae, Danielle Monet about her return to the wrestling ring Saturday night. Shirley, were you going to say something? Yeah, I forgot to mention congratulations to Susan Deans, who is our winner of Free Beer Friday. Good. Susan Deans, keep pounding. Susan, uh, I think is sent us hashtag fire matt rule i was going to say hashtag hashtag fire matt rule (laughs) hey this will brighten up her uh day a 12 pack of bud light seltzer hard soda there you go all right let's uh head back out to the pirate radio live line and talk a little golf with greenie mark greenhelge golf shop radio show joins us on the pirate radio live line here on a friday edition of pirate radio live greenie how you doing man I'm doing good, Cliff. How you doing? Doing all right. And, uh, Greeny, we did not talk to you last week, uh, and we always talk some some Harold Varner III with you. And, man, Harold was uh, right there on Sunday, uh, one shot back, I believe tied for the lead at one point on Sunday, and then the, uh, the free fall began. So <laughs> we're still waiting for that elusive first win. Thought it might have been coming last week uh but the hv3 fans around here in, in east carolina and really uh i guess across the country are, are still looking for win number one from harold yeah you know and i and i thought of you guys um because when he was right up there at the top of the leaderboard tied for the lead he was still 41st in in uh in putting <laughs> it all comes back to that right yeah 
It, so, I mean, that tells you how good his game is in all the other areas sometimes that he can make up for the fact that, man, he's tied for lead, but the putting is still kind of middle of the pack of those that made the cut. So, man, if he can ever get, you know, three or four rounds where that flat stick is working, I don't think we can stop him. <laughs> and, Gree, I'm sure you've had this conversation over the years uh, playing golf and talking to, to golfers and people from the golf world. Is that... I mean, is it all mental? Is there any part of it that's physical, something he's doing wrong? I mean, what about putting, in your opinion, overall? Yeah, I mean, there's there's two. Obviously, there's the, the mental aspect and there's the, uh, the, the I guess, the physical aspect and, and whether you're, um, you know, making a good stroke at it or not. So there's two pieces of it. I mean, I was a very good putter at a younger age. I'm a terrible putter now. Um, and it seems like the when you start to struggle putting, it's very hard to get out of that. And that's why, you know, people say, oh, when you get older, you lose this. Well, you become, you're less fearful when you're young. I mean, you you, will take a run at one, it'll go four feet by the hole and you'll walk up and you'll knock it in. And there's nothing to it. When you get start, you know, the more that you get under the gun and if you start missing some of those, then it weighs on you and then you start pushing. And sometimes the harder you try putting, the worse it gets. And you see guys putt trying all these different things and so forth, you know, different strokes and different grips and this, that, and the other thing. And it's, so it becomes a combination of both. But, uh, you know, a lot of times these guys at this level in the PGA Tour, it does come down to confidence. And if you don't have it uh, in some aspect of your game, it's eventually going to rip you down. Look at Jordan Spieth. I mean, you know, he, he was always the guy that seemed to make every putt when he was winning all these majors and winning all these golf tournaments. And it kind of, it kind of covered up maybe some of the other flaws that he had in his game. But when he was winning everything, he didn't do anything great except putt. You know, everything else was, was good. It wasn't exceptional. But then when he lost the good off the tee and with his iron play, the putter wasn't enough to make it up. And then he lost the putter. So it, it kind of all goes down to the flat stick at that point. Mark Greenheld, Greeny Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Greeny, uh, some big names uh, top of the leaderboard as we look at the Farmers Insurance Open going on in California. John Rahm, Justin Thomas, I see uh, Will Zalatoris, uh, Jason Day, some names at or near the top. Uh, what are the storylines? What are you keeping an eye on in this tournament going on? Well, yeah, obviously the interesting thing about it this week is they went Wednesday to Saturday so that they were not finishing up Sunday during championship weekend in the NFL. Hmm. So that was definitely a shift for the PGA Tour. Uh, so round three today, round four on Saturday, finishing up. So, um, you know, and then we go to the waste management next week, which traditionally ends about the time that the Super Bowl is getting ready to really start getting down to the final wire. So PGA Tour, very aware as they were doing their uh, their playoffs really before the football season started and then kind of running some of the other events in the wraparound season. So uh, PJ Tour, very aware of the NFL season. Um, you know, this is a, a golf course where we saw John Rahm win the U.S. Open. So, um, you know, probably the, the odds-on favorite coming in this week. Um, Bryson DeChambeau should have been another favorite, but miserably missed the cut. So uh, we do have some big names up there. It's the first time we've seen Dustin Johnson in a while. So interesting to see how some of these guys play. Rom and uh, and JT, as you mentioned, the two big names near the top of the leaderboard here. You know they've already played a few times, so uh, they're they're a little more on top of it than maybe a Dustin Johnson is. But we'll see if maybe Dustin Johnson can make a late run tomorrow. Greeny, I saw this story. It is a, a golf story, and it's written by 
Adrian Wojnarowski, uh, a Woj bomb. So that means it uh, it does involve basketball in some form or fashion. And it's about J.R. Smith, uh, who is back at school, or at school, I should say, for the first time in college at North Carolina A&T, a part of the golf team signing a NIL deal. And, and Greeny, I know when we talk about these, like, made-for-TV events where they bring in athletes and things like that. Uh, uh, talking to you, uh, you're not a huge fan of the the sideshow of those things. Uh, it does feel like J.R. Smith's pretty genuine with wanting to get his degree and uh, pursuing or at least having fun on the golf course while he's there at North Carolina A&T. How much uh, – and hopefully this helps grow the game of golf or helps the game of golf in some way overall. What do you think about the whole J.R. Smith uh, playing golf with the golf team there at A&T? Yeah, I mean, more power to him. I mean, you know, never went to college. So, uh, you know, obviously still had some eligibility to roll out there. So you might as well do it. I mean, if it's something that you're interested in and your game's good enough, I mean, it doesn't matter what level you go to. If you want to get in that competition, I mean, be, being that he was a, a guy that thrived on competition, you know, that's what athletes continue to look for. And, and golf is that sport that allows you to do it a lot longer than, than most of the other ones. So, Man, have at it. If it brings some exposure to college golf, then more power to college golf. Uh, always looking for that. Um, always looking for sponsorship deals. Brings a little more uh, recognition to uh, NCA and T. So I'm all I'm all for that. And uh, you know, he had a little struggle. Um, had a, I think he got actually injured in one of the tournaments and struggled through, or stung by a bunch of bees or something like that. So it's not been <laughs> an easy ride for Jr. Smith so far. But uh, yeah, more power to him, man. I love to see it. Uh, your neck of the woods will be buzzing tonight uh, in Buzz City. The Hornets are back on national TV, coming off uh, their highest-scoring output in franchise history earlier this week in a win over Indiana. LeBron and the Lakers in town tonight. That one's on ESPN at 7.30. So uh might be a, a little bit extra traffic uh, around Charlotte tonight, Greeny. Yeah, with uh, the impending uh, death storm 2022 <laughs> yeah. part three coming in this year. Uh, yeah. I mean, man, the Hornets have been playing well, put up a whole bunch of points the other night against Indiana. Um, you know, so that kind of covers up what we talked about before, that maybe on the defensive side of the ball isn't isn't their strong point. But, man, if you're going to score 140 million points, yeah. you don't have to play as much defense. So uh, I don't I don't know. I haven't heard if LeBron's actually going to play tonight with the knee injury. Um, but Charlotte, you know, they're in that spot. They're in the seventh spot right now. And obviously you want to get out of that seventh spot and get into the sixth spot so you don't have to go into that magical play-in garbage thing that they've developed in the NBA. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this, these these are all big games for them. And, again, the, the trade deadline looming down the road and not really sure what direction they're going to go in. I mean, if you have a team that's that's functioning well, you don't want to do too much to – to disrupt that maybe some depth at the you know at the center position or a big man or something like that uh, to help them out a little bit defensively is the way to go but um yeah a little little buzz for once in uh, in here in buzz city and it's maybe uh you know they'll continue to chant uh, for the end of matt rule's career as the coach of the panthers <laughs> <laughs> there you go can't uh, he can't show up to the game tonight uh but it should be a good crowd there at uh the spectrum center uh greeny you got a great offensive uh matchup in the AFC Championship coming up, Burrow and the Bengals, Mahomes and the Chiefs, and then two good defenses on the NFC side, especially with the 49ers. They've been winning with defense and special teams. Niners, Rams, what do you think about these matchups this weekend, and uh, who meets in the Super Bowl? Man, you know, it's like, do you want do you want the rematch of the Bengals against the 49ers that we've seen a couple times in history? Uh, 
you know, if you get the Bengals and the Rams, I guess, uh, you know, you get some, some new fresh blood in there. Uh, the 49ers obviously have their share of titles, and the Chiefs uh, have uh, had a few in their history as well. I, I don't, this is a hard one because, you know, the Bengals and the Chiefs played a great game early in the year. The Bengals got the better of them, but I don't, I don't think the Kansas City defense was playing as well. Um, so I think that when you look at that game from that perspective, I think Kansas City has definitely picked it up on the defensive side of the ball. So I would, I would definitely lean there. I don't know if I lean to the seven points that they're getting right now. And on the flip side of that, man, the Rams were kind of the team that has been built to, to you know, win the Super Bowl on both sides of the ball. But I wasn't seeing it. But, man, they've just methodically at the end of the season and obviously in their, in their first couple games, they've just methodically worked their way uh, to where I got to almost give them the favorite with the, with the balance that they have between a pretty decent offense and a pretty good defense. So uh, that would be my pick right now. Um, but you got to think that, man, offensively, one of those two teams in the AFC could put a little pressure on that Rams defense. Should be a fun weekend coming off uh, one of the best, if not the best, playoff football weekend we've ever seen uh, last week in the divisional round. Greeny, what's uh, on tap for the Golf Shop Radio Show coming up 8 to 10 Saturday? You can hear it right here on Pirate Radio. What you got planned for Saturday? Well, we've got uh, obviously our man Bill Bender, so we'll we'll talk uh, a little, uh, maybe some college hoops, some NFL, uh, and and things along those lines. We got Mike Johnson from Golf Digest, who is going to talk about all of the products, and uh, hopefully he was just down at the PGA Merchandise Show, where it's wrapped up this week down there, where companies go in and show all showcase all their new products. We have Brian Hammonds from the Golf Channel. Talk to him a little bit about the state of golf, and also he's still going to talk about the. Uh, the Country Club National Championship. So that's an interesting event that uh, we have to look forward to. And then uh, we'll, we'll get an update from Robert Carlson, who's a PGA Tour Champions Tour player. See what he's up to. Awesome. Sounds like a great show on tap for Saturday. You can hear it right here on Pirate Radio, 8 a.m. Saturday morning. Mark Greenhelge and crew will be uh, we'll have you covered coming up on the Golf Shop Radio Show. Greeny, appreciate it as always. Nice to chat with you, and we'll talk again next week. All right, have a good one. Thank you, Greeny. Golf Shop Radio Show coming your way Saturday, 8 to 10 a.m. right here on Pirate Radio. We will take a timeout, come back, have more for you on this Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your stock market report. It was a good day for the Dow. It was up 564 points and closed at 34,725. NASDAQ was up 417 at 13,770. And the S&P was also up 105 points and closed at 4,431. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All righty. Welcome back into this Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. A couple more segments to go. 
Looking at our Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. Uh, there are zero top 25 games tonight in uh, college basketball. Boo. A light night tonight in college hoops. The best game, maybe Boise State. They're on a pretty incredible win streak, I do want to say. Did I see that they're undefeated in their conference? They have won... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, thirteen yeah. games in a row. Wow, wow! And they uh, take on what Fresno State tonight. So that might be your best college basketball game. Good thing their court doesn't look like their football field. No, Memphis is does though. Uh, tomorrow in top twenty-five action, the SEC Big Twelve challenge going on. So LSU will be at TCU. Oklahoma is at number one. Auburn. As part of that, Baylor at Alabama, Kentucky at Kansas, the headliner at 6 o'clock, Mississippi State at Texas Tech, so Tennessee at Texas. Good games going on between those two conferences coming up on Saturday. Also, Duke at Louisville, and uh, rivalry game in Chapel Hill, um, Gary, as NC State will take on North Carolina. Scott Wood in the corner for three. Got it! Three <laughs> I don't know why There's that... Cat Barber, top of the key. <laughs> Drives the lane off the glass, good. I don't know why that tickles me so much. But uh, oh, I'm just Gary Hahn. Add Gary Hahn to your repertoire. Uh, Chris, No Chris Mack for Louisville tomorrow against Duke. Or any time beyond that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Saturday in the American, Wichita State got their first win the other night, knocking off UCF. They will be at Tulane. How about the Green Wave? Five and three. They won by, was it 34 points the other night against Tulsa? Uh, so Tulane wow. playing well in the, the American. F- the first conference win and the uh, first conference game, really, for the Pirates. And they went off to a 1 0 start in the conference over Tulane. Tulane sitting at five and three in the conference, ECU two and five. A tale of. Uh, two teams since that game was played in Minji's. By the way, East Carolina plays Tulane next Saturday. We got a watch along, buddy. We'll be here in the Pirate Radio studios. Yes, so sir. Hang out with us uh, that Saturday afternoon and watch some basketball, win some giveaways. We'll have a good time coming up next Saturday right here in the Pirate Radio studios. Temple is at SMU. Don't look now. Thank you for covering your eyes. Temple is 11 and 6, 4 and 2 in the American. And not to be that guy. You're but, not that guy. But Dean dang it, I'm not that guy, pal. East Carolina blew that lead to UCF. How about Damian Dunn hitting the three at the buzzer to knock off ECU earlier this year? Yep. A very winnable game there in Philadelphia. They have played well since then. Uh 4 and 2 in the league, taking on 15 and 4 overall, 6 and 1 in the AAC SMU. That'll be a good game at 3 o'clock on Saturday. Houston on the road at UCF. That's 8 o'clock. Can the Knights be the first team to take down Houston in conference play? I say yes. I got them on upset alert. Can they get hot like they did in the second half against East Carolina? If that's the case, then you might have a chance. I think they can do it. Houston is all clamps, though. They're clamps. They clamping down on defense. No cap. (laughs) Wow. Who is this guy? Oh, the eye roll Shirley just gave was one for the ages. Oh, Shirley, come on. South Florida is at Tulsa. Coming up Sunday, Pirates and Cincinnati. The only game 
on in the american it's on espnu it's so good they're putting it on championship sunday a standalone game to lead you into the nfl championship games guess the line chandler mm. i'm gonna go cincinnati man i'm gonna go what, cincinnati beat us by 20 last time not no, by that much they were beating us by 20 i uh, ended up winning by eight I'm going to go – I went eight and a half against uh, Memphis last night. I'm going to go eight and a half Cincinnati on Sunday. I'm going to say six, six and a half. What do you think, CJ? What's the line for ECU Cincinnati? The line when ECU went to Cincinnati was ten and a half. That is some good research on your part. <laughs> so uh, – I'm going to say Cincinnati by seven and a half. I, it's weird to. Once again, we're like in a line. So yeah, six, and, six and, a half, and a half, seven and a half, eight and a half. half. It's weird to try to guess what they're going to do considering ECU's past few performances. Um, but last time we went to Cincinnati, you know, got beat by eight. And now they're coming to Minji's Coliseum. So all facts. There as well. All facts. You facts. No cap. No cap. I don't know if I'm comfortable talking that way. Hundred percent. Let me speak this over. Where's the YouTube audience? Uh, when oh, I when I beca- when I became a certain age, I just stopped learning. You stopped talking. <laughs> you know, pushing P clip. I, now what is that? I still don't know what that means. What does it's, that mean? Pushing P means keeping it real. It came from a hip hop album that just came out like, yeah. last weekend. I stopped listening to new music and I stopped using new phrases at a certain point. Probably, uh, I think Fat was the last one. Fat! <laughs> in uh, 1995. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I'm out on the trends. Okay. There, there, there's no problem with that. Yeah. And trust me, you're not the only one that is like that. I mean, you just kind of hit a... But I'm going to let you kids have fun. You hit a pop culture brick wall. I did. I'm going to let you kids... Uh, We're hip, Clip. Yeah, y'all are, uh, y'all are cool guys. <laughs> too cool sorry is, is that an insult now if i say you're somebody's cool it's probably like because like words change over time that's um, fair that's fair but no and cool is cool cool is always cool you all right <laughs> all right let's take a break we'll come back chandler's getting on my nerves for some reason with these terms so I, you know what? I think I just hit my pop culture brick wall. What is? I don't want to learn any new. Like, it's terminology. bad enough that I hear this stuff from my nephews. Do I have to hear it here at work? Shirley, what's wrong, G? Ugh. Hey, no, I'll throw out a G every once in a while. <laughs> but that no cap mess drives me bananas. What does pushing P mean again? Keeping it real, pretty much. Oh my no, God. you just keep it real. Pushing P to me is pushing paper. How about you old school like people? Like as in making money. You old farts. <laughs> I'll All show right. you an old fart. <laughs> I might not make it friends. <laughs> We're back after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back. Uh, did you miss the show on Pirate Radio? Well, you can listen to all of Pirate Radio's archived local programming by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify. You can subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iPhone or Apple device and search for Pirate Radio Audio Archives. Now back to you, Clip. All right. Uh, that last segment gave me an idea of something we could do with Bryce Williams. We could read uh, some words on Urban Dictionary <laughs> and see if he can determine what they mean. That should be interesting That'd because, be one, he's gonna it's going to take him about five minutes to try to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that could be a difficult game for him. All right. Uh, thanks for tuning in this week, folks. Enjoy the football this weekend. We'll have the games for you Sunday right here on Pirate Radio. Beginning at 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock, pregame coverage begins. So after you uh, are heading home from Minji's, you can check it out on the way home. Pirates and Bearcats coming up Sunday at noon. Shirley, CJ, Chandler, see y'all Monday, 3 o'clock on an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.